So this is the first show of 2023, Strap of the Kitchen. When was the last time we recorded? October, maybe. Was that before? Uh, well, um, was that before? I can tell you it was the week before uh, Wakanda Forever. Came Wait, out. I was about to ask if we spoke about uh, No, because I'm probably also the only one of us that has watched it. No, no so, I saw oh, it. Did you it? see it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, all right, okay. Like for some reason, I feel like we already kind of spoke about it. On we didn't. No. Definitely not. No, we didn't. Ready for a timely, a timely fucking review. Well, it only came out on Disney Plus on the first of February. Right. So right. It's so kind of still kind of relevant. Because I was going to say, like, I, I don't want to go over like the Christmas films I watched. Because right, like, was, I, like, like, let's, well, I've, got, I've got, I've got a um, iPad note of. Uh, the stuff that I've watched, so Same. I'll quite happily do yeah, like a, I'll, I'll quite happily a, wee, a, wee, a wee rapid fire of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we don't need to discuss. <laughs> I watched this, this, or this. Right, good. That's the end of that. <laughs> so before we get into the the business, Happy New Year! Aye. Happy New Year! Oh, that, Merry Christmas! That shit on the Dude, man, this is the first one. It's like we need to. It's, it's housekeeping, isn't it? <laughs> Has it honestly been since like fucking October? I'm Did sure it was, it was October. Yeah, because yeah. I hadn't been to Mexico yet. Um, right. Actually, I don't know. I think maybe I thought it was the second November because I've got my previous notes. I feel like we did talk. Or about had I been to Mexico and come back? Wait, hold on. Did we not do a show when you were in Mexico? No, you no. didn't. Did we not. Uh, I feel like we did watch. speak about Wakanda forever on the the podcast. I don't think we did. No, you had no one watched the decision to leave. Oh, I yeah, the decision to leave was on was there so. It'll be when that came out. When did Decision Please come out, Tommy? Come on, Tommy. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on, Mr. Come on. I thought it was... Was that not January? No. no. Sick, man. Don't make me go on the It's great radio. Mm. We're back on top form. Yep. 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 Nothing's changed. What'd you get up to over Christmas, Danny? So you're the one that's got the biggest objection to talking about something that's months old at this point. I've not got an objection to talking about Christmas. Just their Happy New Year chats a bit. Dull at the best of times. No, no. Alright, okay. Decision to leave. Sorry, I mean, sorry, I guess. Sorry, but sorry. Break news. Decision to leave was the 21st of October. Christ. So, the end of October, last week in October, will have been when, when we we done this first. <laughs> yeah. The QA for that's tomorrow. That's tomorrow. Mm. You don't book the ticket? No. Um, You'll never book the ticket for no. that. Night. No. It's nearly three hours long. Yeah. It's, it's, long, it's, long, it's good, though. It's a good film. Mm. So does that actually deter you from watching something? No, it's a part chat. It's a part chat Whoop movie, man. I'll watch that, but it's more like also we've probably watched we've watched at least one three-hour film. No, I've watched more than one three-hour film recently. I've watched so it. I mean, three hours is Babylon was Babylon was like yeah. three hours long. So I've watched it's that only two hours. Ni- it's only two hours nineteen. Tommy, stop being a lame. Two hours nineteen. Your couple of fucking learners get off your phones. I'm trying to look when the time. I've got my stuff. I'm waiting. Just waiting for you. Just chat chat. Right, so what, we're at chat, what chat. point are we going to talk about the films we've seen? Well, uh, like, uh, alright, okay. Tom, you know, Tommy, just, you've like, been doing this up. podcast for so long, no. then surely you know that we talk shite about stuff like biscuits, <coughs> what we've done, rubbish, for a wee while, and we intersperse it with all film right. chat. So, see that, like, for some reason, this week, I wanted to listen to Gin and Juice by Snoop Dogg. Alright, okay. All right. And... Um, I was like, man, I don't know. I think it's because I like I beat that level in the truck game that we were playing, and uh, I put that wee kind of lyric from it in the the group chat, and I was like, oh man, I've never heard that tune really well, and I went and listened to it like on YouTube, and it gave me the radio edit of it, and I'm just like, this is the weirdest radio edit because like, the chorus is like, you know, 
rolling down the street, smoking endos, sipping on that gin and juice. And the radio is rolling down that street, smoking, smoking, sipping on that gin and juice. I was like, that is the shitest Smoke, radio smoking ever. Smoking doesn't fit in where endo should be. <clears throat> That's rubbish. I know, I was like, fuck, I've never seen this or heard this version, should I say. And I was like, that's weird. At least in Kid Rock's ones, he just says, radio edit. Do you know what boggles my mind? There's a generation of people who do not know that Snoop Dogg killed a guy and only see him as a man who makes cakes for Martha And Stewart. he was proved uh, not guilty in a court of audience. Okay, allegedly killed How a guy. How did he kill a guy? He killed a guy. I don't know how he tried, but he went, he was tried for murder. Right. I mean, like, he is a gangster. Exactly, that's the so, point. Oh, you missed the point of what I'm saying, is that the folk who do not know that era of Snoop Dogg, all they know him as is a guy who smokes a lot of weed and makes cake for Martha Stewart. I was going to say, like... I'm as, as a kind of comedy granddad. Also known as the guy who narrates over uh, nature documentaries. Like, I'm not dissing him, but I like where he's gone in his career. Well, there's a great Did documentary he, called Snoop Lion. Yeah, it was, well, when he's trying to be that. a reggae guy. Did not change his name to Snoop Lion? He, he, he goes to Jamaica in the oh. documentary. It's, a, it's actually quite a good documentary. <coughs> like. There's probably an era folk that will just know him as the Just Eat guy. Yeah. That's really sad. It's weird. So, uh, so I'm getting old. So why is he no longer just, li- just Lion? That's because you said Just Eat. Why is he no longer Snoop Lion? Why is he back to Snoop Dogg? Because it just didn't work out? probably didn't work out. Fair enough. Every bastard you throw. He also, <laughs> he also had a, a commentator voice pack for oh, Call of Duty Black Ops 2, I think it was, or was it Black Ops 3? I'm not he's sure. really got his finger in like, all the pies, but honestly. He knows how to make cash. Mm-hmm. That's the thing, though. He does so much stuff where you're like, does he need the cash? Because he must be really really like fucking just enjoys, anyway. Just probably that guy enjoys doing stuff. Oh, yeah. There's no doubt in my mind that Justy probably approached him and says, like, we'll give you a gold card. <laughs> If you do a wee jingle for us, and he's like, yeah, man. Yeah, I could be no, we do. have. I'm like, man, yeah, I'd love some fucking free chicken and pizza and whatever when he likes from Just Eat. But there you go. Did you jump to chicken straight away, Tommy, because of the racial bias? No, it's because that's the first thing I get when I go on Just Eat is chicken. Love chicken and connotations. Mm. But yeah, that was the weirdest radio edit I'd ever heard in a tune. That's what I was uh, alluding to that. Well, has it been around your life, Tommy? It's been a while. Uh, not much uh, well Christmas was fine uh, and since then January is the longest month of the year as everyone knows uh, and we finally made it to the end of that I've been quite happy with uh, the Last of Us TV show which um, I can speak for everyone we were all worried about because did it really need a TV show but so far the adaptation from game to TV has been good yeah, we should it's, have a lot to discuss then yeah but um, yeah, I'm not just kind of getting on with it, as per, as you know. Danny, tell us about your personal journey. What? <laughs> what is this, like, group therapy <laughs> persona you seem to have fucking adopted? What is, what's, what is this? that moderately comfortable four-legged chair. It's not a chaise long, mate. You all know the guy from Afterlife, who says when she took his cock out of her mouth and then went, talk how was with that? <laughs> I can see that because that's telly. Have you watched watched more of that? It's not really controversial. (laughs) It's it's the guy that plays uh, Paul K. uh, Paul K. The guy that was um, Dennis Dennis Dennis. Right. What was he? He did to Clint Eastwood. Like he did a lot of interviews where he was like, he held like a magnum up to him, and he was asking like he was asking him, (laughs) "Is it a magnum ice (laughs) lolly?" 
I think Clint Eastwood what just was the show up. he was on Clint was it not just no Dennis Penn he started off in oh, that as like a segment and a show he did uh, I can't remember I don't remember either but yeah he's in um, the Afterlife right. season, uh, season 2 or 3 yeah I've watched the first two episodes of the third season right. but he's he's absolutely brilliant in it see if that fucking dog dies I'll be furious I will send him I'll not send him I'll be fucking furious is that show just about Ricky Gervais's life dying? It's about him dealing with it. Right, so it's it's supposed death, uh-huh. not her <clears throat> going. No, to no, die. no. He right, he okay. watches he watches like videos of he keep like, he's obviously grieving. Uh-huh. He watched a lot of videos of when she was alive and they were together and that. But it's just about him trying to deal with it. And right, it, okay. It, it goes in it goes in some directions. I, I think see, season three was fine. Um, I probably say it's the weakest but right. season one's a solid effort and season two is good as well yeah. <clears throat> right. okay but yeah um it's if if you like gervais's stuff like derek and what like you know those kind of shows where mm-hmm. it's good it's a kind of a redemption and about it's quite sickly sweet and all that but i really i enjoyed it yeah. it's right. a nice character okay. and there's a, That's a oh, nice. there's a great bit in the latest episode i watched and i can relate to it so much because He's crossing a, the road at a zebra crossing, and like oh, a, a, somebody who should have slowed down when he's right there is about to cross, and the guy okay. just speeds up and goes through the zebra crossing, and he has a moan about his pal and stuff. And then the episode develops, and he, the episode ends, and he's in a bad mood, and he's now crossing the zebra crossing on his own, and he's been given this plant, this cactus, and a small pot, and a Range Rover does the same thing. He goes past and he just fucking launches it through the window of the Range Rover. Wait, hold on. what do you mean you can relate to that? Have you like fucking a, thrown a cactus at somebody? No, but that this? moment of rage yeah, when you're on Danny's the, trying to say is that he has been angry in his life <laughs> when you're and on, has some rage that he needs to when you're on When you're on the bike, <laughs> they, uh, a lot of drivers just don't give a fuck and they just, they'll try to squish you or whatever, you know, they'll know. I've not really had that experience, like, being on the bike. Like, I've only ever had, like, a, maybe two instances where... A driver said something to you and I was just like, fuck you, kind of thing. Uh, mm-hmm. But like, for the most part, like, I didn't really find out any trouble. It's not that they say something stuff, it's they just they think, oh, it's just a bike, therefore I'll pull out. They, they, just, they don't. They just think, fuck you, I'm going to do what I want. Hmm. And for a split second, I think, what a dick, and I let it go. But Gervais is obviously in the show, hmm. very angry about something else. And he doesn't know where to go. He puts it in the window, and the guy gets out of the motor, and he goes, don't forget to water that. <laughs> he's fucking walking doesn't even look at him and he calls him a cunt brilliant right. so Neil tell me about your journey well it's been a long and arduous Christmas at work oh, I had a great asking like Tom <laughs> what else you been up to uh, <laughs> so like Christmas was tough Christmas is tough this is the industry um, restaurants heavy busy uh, so it was okay got through it had to be health scare got through that uh, I've lost a lot of weight. Guess uh, we're all going to have to get used to the health scares at this point mm-hmm. on, anyway. Pushing 40. Yeah, lost a, bit, lost a bit of weight. I'm at the lowest I've been in a long time. Uh, how did you achieve that? Eating crisps and smoking weed. <laughs> That's and how you achieved? And sweating. <laughs> nah, probably sweating nah. and walking about a fucking kitchen. <laughs> a, a lot of it is uh, doing like kind of 10 hours a week. Change my diet. Uh, 10 hours a week, sorry. 10 hours a day. Uh, and work I've changed my diet a bit um, I don't eat as late as I used to mm-hmm. I'm more kind of careful about the amount of sugar I'm putting in me uh, and obviously medication as well has had a, an effect 
Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I'm stepped foot in the gym. I'm busting my ass doing exercise. Mm-hmm. For losers. Yeah. The gym certainly is one of the worst places you could ever go. Yeah. <laughs> but you find it to be one of the most hilarious places as well. Just because. No, only on the internet. In real life, like I've never laughed at a gym. The rubbish. <laughs> now, have you ever been like in the gym and someone? Not like this is you in the gym and someone's not using the shit properly. And you've yes, right. like, well, I mean, like I haven't not like, laughed at their face. Openly but you're still laughed. <laughs> there was like when I used to go to the the gym on the Bath Street all the time. There was like a woman that was in there like every fucking day, and she would just be on this one machine that was supposed to be for like I don't know, man, like leg curls or something, like kind of increasing like your your kind of calves your or legs. something. But like, basically, she just like sat on her phone and like. The range of movement on the machine that she was doing was like, Minimum. yeah, like five centimeters or something, and she was just on that the entire time I was in. Well, uh, for an hour. Like, yeah, like every single time I went in, she was just on that machine, just doing that, and it clearly was giving her no benefits whatsoever. But like that's, I guess, like she must have been thinking, oh, I'm in the gym, I'm doing good, whatever. Yeah, that's the same as like folk yeah. like, oh man, I was I was always swimming. It was great when they just stand in the pool and chat. It's like that's not swimming. In fact, if anything. <laughs> The funniest things. What, stand about chatting? Yeah. No. And frolicking. Do it like I and do it in the fucking freeze <laughs> the freeze one, but don't do it in the lanes that are like for, you know, the slow, medium and fast ones. Don't do that. There's there's just go do it in a corner somewhere. Don't fucking do that there. The whole point of those lanes is you're there to do your shit. Water fascist. No, I'm not. I'm <laughs> fucking there's etiquette and folks should respect the etiquette. Respect. Respect. <laughs> I guess like the funniest stuff that's happened to me in the gym is because I've been an idiot. Like, like I, I've once fallen off of the treadmill because it was going too fast. I didn't realise I was kind of getting back to the the back end of it. A when I had of all the things you don't need to go on the fucking treadmill when you walk for a little. Bit. But that's when I was running all, all the time, and it's like the lead up to doing the fucking <laughs> yeah. Like a, when we had the personal coach thing, like me and our mate Stevie Pollock, a were doing like one of the kind of leg exercise machines and it was like loaded up with like 90 kilograms of weights and the personal trainer was like like kind of down next to where the actual weights were in the machine and I, as like the weights kind of got added onto me and like my legs got kind of squished up towards my stomach I farted on them <laughs> and then like was totally embarrassed I was like oh man I'm so sorry that happened Hey, and then one of our times it was like one Where of the. Were you though? Were you true? I don't know. Like, that's, that's, I, I don't embarrass easily, man. But like farting on someone hey, unintentionally is like definitely up there. That's like, you know, it's one of the rare occasions where hey, we don't want some kind of sense of shame. <laughs> to be fair, he works in the gym where they do like stomach crunches and things like that. So he's probably had other people fart on. It was quite a lot of weight as well, man. Do you mean like that we we butthole was under immense pressure? I know. Paco's not that small a guy, let's be honest. Back then, I kind of was. Like, and another one was doing, like, one of the, I don't know what you call them, the machine was, like, you're kind of pulling down weights, like, kind of for chest exercise stuff. And, a like, when it got to the kind of the bottom point, like, I lost my grip on it, and it just kind of pinged back up and made, like, a, a huge noise, and, like, everyone kind of turned around. So, like, yeah, in the, in the gym... Like, I'm the one being the idiot, like, hey, whereas on the internet I get to laugh at other people, nobody want to use the equipment. So. But, yeah, but the, 
the ones on the clip shows and stuff though are always funny as fuck. I, I'm sure we said this in the show before though. Mm-hmm. It's because like you can quite clearly tell that they think it's going to make them better at sex. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like quite often. Well, did you see that when we were watching yeah. the day where it was the, the guy was like lying he, down and had the thing in his stomach. He had, he had the fucking punching oh, bag punching on bag, his yeah. fucking abdomen and he's just doing like pelvic thrusts up <laughs> in the air with it. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> Idiot. <sighs> Good Dan, times. Danny, seen any amusing TikTok videos lately? You know, but I don't understand the problem with, with doing weighted thrusts. What's the problem with that? Because, like, he's clearly, like, he was clearly doing it as if uh, this is going to help me shag. Wait, it was like, as if he was, like, humping the actual bag. It wasn't like, you know. He went lying on his back. Aye. And just like thrusting it in the air. That's like, how you do a pe- that's how you do a pelvic no, thrust. No like that though, man. But like he had, he had a fucking punching bag on him. That's weak. Yeah, weak. Dude, like watch it, the it clip. Looked, I watch it. Okay, watch, watch the clip. It. It's like it. it's no I mean for a start when you're doing those kind of exercises, the idea is supposed to be that you can have it, put your body under resistance and you do these kind of slow movements and stuff like that. Like he wasn't doing that, he was right. treating it as if it was just something right. to shag. Okay, well, yeah, what yeah. was his technique like? Sloppy. <laughs> <laughs> Unfulfilled. I concur. <laughs> but the best one eh, is that one where like the guy's doing the the kind of pulling the weights down thing, but like he ends up like fucking with his legs above his head and shit. You remember that? Wow, Good stuff. That's weird, man. Jim's rubbish though. Do you like the gym, Danny? Regretted every second I was no, in one. No, man, you're all about the bikes and the runnings. Yeah, I've not run for a while actually. Bikes for transport. Mm. I don't want anybody. Bone shit, that's me get fixed. That's it. my story on the right. <laughs> how, how did you puncture your tire? Yeah, I have no idea. Uh, no, I did try and go to Tesco Extra out of my way because they were selling the Nintendo Switches for £150, the OLED ones. Right. The clearance, which is like half fucking price. God, you didn't buy one for that. So uh, it said in stock on the Tesco app, but it said out of stock in other ones nearby. So I thought, oh, yeah, I could be working all right then. And it says in stock in one. Yeah, and I got about five minutes away from Tesco after work and bust my tyre. I had to cycle the rest of the way. Got there, and I'm like, nah, this will do on Monday, mate. And this was on Thursday. Shit. Uh, uh, and then I had to go to Hartford and get a tube and <coughs> go all the way home on a fucking flat tyre. And I only fixed it this morning. So I've got no wee, no switch, and a tyre. Right. Mm. That's a boring story, mate. You're not missing out on much. Not, I don't know, man. Like, I kind of miss having a handheld gaming device um, but I wouldn't pay what Nintendo want you to pay for for a Switch it's too much get a Steam Deck actually play those games on it £500 or something like that £600 for a good Steam Deck I don't know these days do you do any wheelies on your bike? no (laughs) (laughs) could I do any wheelies when I had a a BMX I've made a a bigger bike for roads does riding a bike transfer your skills into Matt Hoffman's BMX on the Playstation I didn't play that that kind of was over those games mm-hmm. by Tony by ten Tony Hawk three. I think it was two or three. Tony Hawk three. Good. PS two mate. Yeah, that was good, man. <coughs> Soundtrack that was shit hot. Past that. So the Tony Hawks like one and two were brilliant. Right, are they not in the? I can't remember. Can right. Did you hear that in the plus? Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. I believe they've also got a PS five patch. I don't think those would hold up. Like I don't think those games would be as fun anymore. Yeah. He makes it all right. If you like those games, it's not just all the ones. Like I played the second one a, f- a fair amount, but like I don't know, I just I don't know if I would enjoy it anymore. Mm. They're just mm. rhythm games. 
Yeah, but I feel like it kind of introduced me to a lot of music that I wasn't really privy to yeah. at that time. And obviously the music that I went on now is not going to be, I don't know if the same tunes are in it, but... And they've got certain tracks, licenses, not as big a playlist, but okay. there's some. But that, that part of it, that appeal is obviously not quite the same when you're yeah. a bit older. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, another weird thing that happened uh, recently was um, I was like watching Netflix in my room. Uh, it was like late at night. Paco was sleeping. I heard this fucking noise, and I was like, "Shit, what was that?" And Dude, I thought, "This is Naughty Ghost. This is not like a worthy story." It is. <laughs> it is. It's a cautionary tale, if you will. <laughs> uh, it was really, the weather was really shit, and I was like, it was windy, and I was like, "Oh fuck, maybe it was the wind." But it was a proper like noise, noise, and I was like. No, that, came, noise, noise. that came within the flat and I like opened the door and Paco's robot hoover had just fucking started at cell and just started going about the place man I was like this is a Dude, fucking not, the end. I feel like we're being punished for not letting him talk about the last of his TV show right pretty much man it was weird like, a Roomba starting to hoover is not a story by itself man you, it did not command it it just started at cell man does it, it, it not is it not set to timers or it just does stuff yeah, but you don't. You don't ever. You never set that to a timer. Did no, you like shit? I press like a morning. bunch of buttons and stuff, man. No, like, like as in it's got a schedule that comes out. That's within the fir- so many hours. No, that's the first time that's ever happened. Usually, first time con- you've seen it. Happen. Usually, he controls it. <laughs> and then did you just control did- that in your room. No, did you make fake stories? You could basically fake it. <laughs> God damn it, man! Is this how border lives are? We're like fucking a Roomba turning itself on no, one day. It's like. I went to see Carl Ray Jepsen and it was fabulous. Fuck yeah. off. It was. It was fabulous, Tommy Bass. <laughs> Were you the only 40-year-old man in the room? No, I was not. No? No, I was not. I may have been the only straight man in the room. Debatable. Depends what day of the week it is, I suppose. To be fair, though, see if you said to me, oh, I went, I went there with Pollock, I wouldn't really be that surprised. No, I didn't go with Pollock. No, no, he didn't. Pollock won't go with Carly Ray Jepsen. He'll go to Avril Lavigne and that's it. He'll go to some weird shit, like, and I'm not saying that Carly Ray Jepsen's weird, I'm just saying I wouldn't be surprised if that was a novelty for him. No, that's out of his wheelhouse. Right, okay. Uh, he's not a Carly Ray Jepsen, man. And you're going to Weird, weird Al tonight? I am going to Weird Al Yankee tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, <coughs> I believe one of the songs he will be playing is the theme tune to UHF. Cool. Which I'm quite looking forward to. Yeah. And just, also, just, dare to be, dare just to be stupid from the Transformers movie. Just watch a film, mate. Just watch UHF. Well, I can't because I believe someone in this room might have the Blu-ray of it. I don't know, man. You kind of pass a lot of just DVDs <laughs> on us, and they just get put up there. So like he's talking about Danny. He's giving uh, Danny the Danny. Oh, Danny yeah. got it. All right. Because I also gave him Repo Man to let him die in LA, and he's still not watching. Yeah. I've got a question for you, Danny. Did you ask for these films? We talked about them on the podcast, and they showed uh, interest. Did you ask for them, Danny? I said no. I mean, they watched them. That's not that's that's fake. I can't interest. remember. Like, I can't remember. He's like, I man, I might watch that at some point in my life. He <laughs> gave me a earlier. He left his bag here. No, for oh, like a year. You, and then he gave me a row for having the bag. No, because he went bought a new one. I returned a console in that bag. You then gave that console to someone else. I just assumed you being you would be too lazy to take it out of the Dude, bag. Dude, that would not give somebody else like someone's property. That's not how I operate. You can. <laughs> this is why this is on you. You just assumed it. You didn't. You yes, didn't I know. I just it. assumed it. <laughs> but you still gave him a row like it was his fault. No, it is. It's I his was, fault. Was, you assumed so. I was duped. I was bamboozled. Can I just use words from an extended vocabulary and make that like your argument? Mate? It's a perfectly common argument. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> so anyway, The Last of Us, man. Everybody else seems to be losing their shit over it. I think it's pretty good. <laughs> I think the first two episodes were so close to the game that they were boring for me because I played the game about ten times. I thought episode three was excellent. I thought this episode... This one? Oh, the one before this was like... Episode four. It was just all right, wasn't it? I thought it was actually a very significant... character building. Significant dip. Dip. But that's coming from... The other ones... like the first three special number three. Like, I think they're all really well made so far. And like, up until this episode, I think the the, uh, dialogue and the script and stuff has been really good as well. Like a... Yeah, like if I had never played the video games, certainly not played them as many times as I have done, I'd probably enjoy it a lot more. But like, like we had this conversation in the WhatsApp thing, man. The, the first couple episodes were so similar to the game that like knowing exactly what's going to happen at every point was just kind of tedious for me. Uh, you have to. I know. Grandfather people into it. Like I, I, I yeah. totally get that, and like at the same time, like I did acknowledge as well that had this TV show came out and they changed everything, I would have been fucking raging. Yeah. Be like, why call it The Last of Us? Mm-hmm. And uh, I think the, the changes... At 3 they did some, a huge yeah. change. And it was and a that, necessary change. Like I, like, I really liked what they did in episode 3, but now that we're in a couple of episodes further down the line, and there's a recurring pattern with a lot of the characters, I'm not as jazzed about what happened in it, because like it seems to indicate like what's going to happen going forward. And that is that, like... The game of The Last of Us is like such a fucking dire world, like everything is so shit. But like all the people in it are also kind of miserable and hateful as well, right? And it's like Bill and Frank in the games, like their relationship at that point is like just so so antagonistic. Like Frank has fucking ran off into the other side of the town because he's like just sick of Bill's shit and like he ends up getting bitten by a a infected and he hangs himself before he can turn. And like even then he's fucking a death note. Is like him calling out Bill and being a prick. And it's like, when you meet Bill in the games as well, it's like, he's a survivor and stuff like that. And like, Nick Offerman done like a relatively good job of portraying him like that. But like, the Bill in the game is like just so much more spiteful in every fucking way. Like, Tess is like a lot more spiteful and stuff. And then like, even Joel, like, I find in the episode, in episode four, a, like, try, I guess we're avoiding spoilers, right? Because like, it's so new. Like, so just talking in, in vague terms, Ellie has to do something that, like, a kid just shouldn't have to do. And, like, the Joel from this TV show is way more compassionate and way more understanding than the one in the game would have been. And it's, like, everybody is, like, way more understanding I and think, way more compassionate. And, like, I think for a TV audience where you're going for people who maybe have no idea what the property is and they're only watching mm-hmm. it because it's a new HBO Sunday night thing, I think a softening of... Of characters to degree, yeah, like works more in its favor, yeah, because you because you won't you won't alienate people by just being too yeah. bleak. Like, you're like nihilistic. The, the the Bill and Frank episode, like for me, felt like already like this TV show's kind of giraffe moment. If they like people who haven't played right, the games yeah. won't really understand it, but like it's just like this dire world, and then like you get this moment of beauty in it, and like for that, like it stands out more because like it is just like. It's like cathartic to to see that, like you know, even in the, the midst of the apocalypse, like to kind of they can still have this kind of moment. Yeah, that's absolutely going to happen. To add to what Neil's saying is, when you're playing a game, you're kind of experiencing, uh, you know, you're you're actually playing it, you're getting involved in it. It's interactive. TV show, it's like you need to kind of like these characters, even if they are 
like anti-heroes or whatever. So you have to, like you say, grandfather, you have to get them in yeah. involved in order for them to care about the story. I think, I think also, like, the softening of your leads uh, is also there to play up on uh, your, let's say, your villain from your last two episodes, your four and five, mm-hmm. and to show that contrast of how you could go in that situation, how it just becomes about uh, going down that darker path, yeah. kind of not getting... See, see with like like the last two episodes, when this when the most recent episode, me and Paco started watching it. I don't know—is it the person playing the villain? But I just said to Paco, "Who the fuck is this bitch? Like, who's why are they listening to her?" Melanie Linsky always, well, not always, but has a habit of kind of being portrayed as soft-spoken, but kind of a bit evil. She's a she was very Tina from a fucking. One flew over the cuckoo's nest. Yeah. She's just that, just that character. But like when I was saying, like I think the dialogue and the script writing was like really good up until this episode. It's particularly her dialogue and the way she delivers it, especially in the bit where she's in her childhood bedroom. Yeah, it's fucking terrible. It was so yeah. bad. She was just, yeah, she's just a mum. But just even the, the little speech, like the whole about like. Oh, like he used to uh, tell me that this wasn't a room; it was like a box made out of wood and nothing. It was like it's such a fucking lame monologue that, like, just you could tell whoever wrote it was like, "Oh man, this is going to be a fucking tearjerker," but it just it did not work at all, man. I would say, like, for me, that villain's been the weakest character in it so far. It's why I thought episode four was a dip. Like, I don't have a problem with them introducing new stuff to the, the show, but there's just a, a clip, a clip where she goes. This is Henry's work. We go to uh, Sand Hill and uh, kill him. Uh, I'm just like, like I, I don't it's believe really, you. I know that they're trying to go for someone who's maybe like a less threatening, maybe like a sweet, sweet lady who's uh, gone, who's turned down this dark road, but she just didn't, didn't sell it. I would agree. Well, with I mean, like, look, well, she just gives off Karen vibes. Aye, I didn't a bit. It's, it's, the the streamlined the show though, like that, like the, the last two episodes do somewhat follow what happens in the games but just some things are kind of a wee bit out of order and stuff like that yeah I thought like, uh, the, the most recent episode was the build up to that finale was really good I thought the finale was yeah. absolutely fantastic yeah. it's, it's quite different but there's, yeah. a, there's a scene in, the, in it where Joel basically has to leave the group for a, a wee bit to get mm-hmm. an advantage mm-hmm. but in the game that section is quite extended like there's a, there's mm-hmm. a, it takes a bit of time there's also infected when he does it Aye. and in the show it was just like he leaves and he is then at the end of that right. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, just for timing reasons, mm-hmm. but the and TV show reasons. <clears throat> yeah. I will say again, though, like I don't have a problem with them changing stuff. Like I actually quite like. See, I think it was like an episode two when it shows you like is it Malaysia mm-hmm. where the like the outbreak and this like, version uh, started. Is Indonesia, like a uh, Indonesia. like that that whole section where the woman was just like fucking carpet bomb the city and let me go see my family and like then like that I thought that was excellent that wasn't in the, the games and stuff uh-huh. like I think that the change they made in this one again try not to be like a total neckbeard it wasn't the series of video game but like it does <laughs> it, it, it does like one of that's the things you, that's what you sound like it, it does one of the things that like has always annoyed me in like a lot of movies like it's. The, oh, the Lord of the all. Lord of the Rings is it's, like the one that comes to mind the most, though. It's a Family Guy reference, <laughs> <laughs> but it's like a in order to kind of try and ramp up tension, they put all the protagonists in like way more of a threat than they ever needed to be to kind of make it so that you know there's like a, some kind of big payoff, and they've done the same thing in this one, like literally the same as Return of the King, overwhelming odds, and then just as uh, they're about to be killed, Tremendous the the Earth opens up in an army of fucking. 
think of like I know I said no spoilers, man, but that's pretty big spoilers, I guess. To be fair, Paco, that's like seventeen endings I, before the actual end of Return of the King. But you know what I'm saying though, it's like it's just it, it's such an overused and like trite thing. It's like it's so contrived. It's like it wouldn't it wouldn't have taken a lot of work to have the events that happened in that sequence not be so serendipitous, like and down to like really exact timings, uh they're about to pull the gun and then the, the truck starts to move and all you know it's like just it all just seemed too convenient and too contrived. I don't know because because he kind of set that up with the <coughs> Chekhov's gun of the hole yeah. in the episode before it. Uh huh. So right, you see the like you see the, the ground kind of rumbling and all that. And I'm like, yeah, man, it's gonna happen. In the game, that's that finale or that scene. Uh, the detective out there, and that's not the other ones that cause certain certain things in the show to happen. Yeah. And I did kind of wonder if they were going to just leave the detective out of that that part. Of it. So I, I was kind of glad when when I know you're saying the way it happened, yeah. but the timing mean, of it. It's it's not it's not that it happened. It is just the the totally contrived way in which it happened felt kind of really cheap to me. But like again, these are like I, I'm sounding super negative on it. I still think it's a really well made show. I think it has been really enjoyable. I think if I hadn't played the games as much, I would have enjoyed it a lot more. Yeah. Like I totally I totally understand people loving this show. Mm. Fully intend to watch the rest of it. I'm just I, I don't really feel it's for me because. I played the games so much that I've already got my version of The Last of Us, do you know what I mean? Maybe you've got what you needed out yeah. of the game. Yeah. Well, you've played like though, 10 times, haven't you? Yeah. So you know it. Really like inside out. out. Yeah. yeah, to the point where the first couple of episodes, I, like, I, don't, once. I don't think I said them out loud, but like I, I knew when lines were going to happen mm. in the first couple of episodes. Like I, like I was kind of voicing them to myself before they got said out loud. Mm. Uh, do you think Joe will say, Ellie, you are treading on some mighty fine ice? <laughs> Quite possibly, then. Though, maybe not, because they already seem to be closer in this than they ever were in the... Yeah, but the she's not really pushing that question yeah. at the moment. I mean, it was a. I'm sure it's hard story, but it was the DLC in the game. It's really? Oh, I know, totally do. Yeah, I'm yeah, sure I've seen footage of that. Mm-hmm. I've seen that in the trailer, so like I knew it was coming. And mm-hmm. he did. He did kind of t- touch on that very early on. Mm-hmm. We were asking how early. See, my prediction. My prediction like for the end of this series is the bit just before you would go into that DLC. You were playing it chronologically, letting the way that they. Game but they've already said though it's that, that is, see, is, season, oh, season, season two is the last of us too. So I think okay. it'll be, it cannot put an entire you cannot put an entire game in one season. But last it, of us two, it's too it's too long. Yeah. Last of us one, you mean? Last of us part two, the game right. cannot fit into one season. Yeah, I agree with that. Well, I mean, maybe well, this well, is there. There is a solid kind of cut off point where you can have. One not, season being yeah yeah. Well, I mean, not not just that, but the game is structured in such a way as well. That you could tell why they done it, where you play through like such a massive chunk of it as Ellie, and then play through the same time frame of events as Abby. Like I would imagine, if you're doing a TV show, that you wouldn't just have that going That's, that way. You know, just, it'll be like interspersed, and it'll be just said that. yeah. They might just <laughs> because the game is too long. They might just do it in the one season and cut a lot of the fluff. I, I think right. I don't think this is a chance no. to streamline it. I don't think there's enough fluff in the sequel. 
personally to speak Really? Nah, like, that game was padded out to fuck. It was long, but I don't think it was yeah, enough fluff. I mean, like, two good stories. It was, there it was, was four, 40 hours that could be condensed down to revenge bad. 40 hours? Slacking, it took you that long? It took me that long, eh? I don't, no. I don't know what you would cut out that second one, to be honest. Anyway, I'm going to... I've only played that game once and I will go after this series of the shows for eight I'm immediately going to go and play again. I'm, I'm going to wait till we remake it in six months. No. <laughs> <laughs> See, I really want to play the first one again. Yeah. With the, the, the remaster of it. Not, they've taken out one of the best bits of it and they're just the the multiplayer. multiplayer. And I'm going to sell that to you again later on. I just, I, and I'm like Paco, I've played, I probably don't know what's inside out simply because my memory's not as good, but I've played that game. Multiple times, that'll come on APS Plus. Is one of the probably when normally shows at its highest. No, no, it'll be a couple of years later. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was like, the, the figure going around was something like the sales of the game went up by 240%. Yeah, after, yeah. yeah. but the, the ratings have been unreal for yeah. HBO. It was on PC as well, isn't it? The game, uh, so. is that the remastered one? The, 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 the I think so. One? I think it is. I take it you still it's still not available on Xbox, is that right? No, it's no, a PS exclusive, it'll never be on Xbox. I thought they might do a Sony Marvel strike a deal kind of thing. No, <laughs> definitely not. Like the only like game that's like pretty much a first party game that ended up on Xbox was Death Stranding uh, because M- they, MLB the show. That's true. Uh, uh, yeah, no, but that was like a different thing, right? That was like it was like Sony funded, but it wasn't like a first party thing. It was like they had a deal with MLB. <coughs> oh, that was in the first party. I think they uh, said games. Uh, whereas like Death Stranding's like as Kojima Productions, but like Sony paid for the whole thing. And they, they used like a Sony game engine for it, but there was like some legal loophole where it was allowed to be on the PC, so Xbox just took it and put it in Game Pass on the PC. Oh, okay. I would imagine the higher ups at Sony would have been pretty fucking angry. Somebody got fired, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, the, the episode we all did we all get to do? Yeah. yeah. Uh, the episode number five was a really without spoilers, was a really great scene in the end, I thought, where in the bedroom Ellie gets to a place of safety. Let's say and mm, uh, right. comes unsafe, right. and just the fucking way that the thing that's in the guy's like moving was like guys, I was I was like proper like watching it and being like oh my like, fi- oh, oh my fucking god, even though I know, but you, I was caught in the moment and I was like that's, uh, that's, yeah, that's that was that was good. <clears throat> so there is one more notable bit from this episode, a uh, and it is. I don't really know if I can talk about it without spoilers. I'll kind of try my best, I guess. But like, there's a part where, right at the very end of the episode, after all the action stuff's done, like Ellie is alone in a room with another character, and a there's like, I mean, everybody at this point knows that Ellie's immune, right? That's not like a spoiler. I don't. Well, they do now. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? It's like that's that's something that like if I was to say that right now, that's not going to be yeah. 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 But like a I, after all the, after all the comments I said about them kind of softening the show down so much. Like in that sequence, a uh, when she attempts to do something, like I said to Tom, I was like, I really hope this doesn't work because, like, I I was partially convinced that the show had been lightened that much that, that, that they that might they yeah. might have fucking but, done it. No, but, but I, they I, did not at all shy no, away no, from no, a, no, no, from no. how that episode ends. Yeah, but like when you said that, I already was like, no, nah, they won't, man, because. You both Danny and Neil said it's a top ep, and if that had happened, I reckon you'd be like, oh, "They should have no, fucking no, done that." Nah, making no Jesus would not have worked. Uh, <clears throat> also, like the way Ellie's character changes at the very end of the episode, I thought it was great. Yeah, right? yeah it's yeah, the first time I've thought Bella Ramsey's action. I thought she's actually all right. And really? I, I don't mean I don't mean rag on. I know we were kind of talking about it before. She's got such a distinctive face that is, and it's very very different from the face of the character in the game. 
Like it's, it's uh, really, but she's really got Ellie's mannerisms. Eh? She or does, and as, as I've watched more and more about, I've thought she's actually pretty decent. She's right. actually pretty good. But really she she won me over that. in the first episode. Then. Like oh, I, I, I wasn't really expecting mm-hmm. it to be that case because, like, from watching the trailer, I was like, "That's not Ellie." Like immediately. Uh, but in the in the TV show, I think the her and Pedro Pascal have done a fucking great job. I mean, man. that was the thing. Like when, like we all love Pedro Pascal, but it was like when he was announced as Joel, I was like, I don't know about that. I don't uh, know if that's right because everybody wanted Josh Brolin. Uh, I mean, that's the first thing uh, that came to my head. I was like, Brolin, surely he's he absolutely could do it. And then you're watching it, and the same as like Bella Ramsey is like, oh, I don't know about that. I don't know about that at all. But again, it's because I've got ties to the game, and yeah, I just right. expect certain things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the two of them have just took those roles and made it their own and I thought they'd been really good as I said I think Bella Ramsey is a good Ellie she's not my Ellie but I think she is more than brilliant for the show like you know what I mean yeah. you know you just get you get attached to characters like that. it's like when folk think Margot Robbie is Harley Quinn ah, she's Harley Quinn in some stuff she's not my Harley Quinn it's Harley Quinn in pretty much everything she's in nowadays mm. well when I leave it like she's a little bit like in Babylon she's exactly like that in Babylon <laughs> Tommy that is Babylon is a film which has her at her most Harley Quinn without being called Harley Quinn, even down to the full New Jersey accent. So until Tommy mentioned a uh, Babylon earlier on, I'd never even heard of it. What is Cause it? Because it's one of the most poorly marketed films in a long time. It's um, it's also a film for me so far. Rolling February, it's probably my movie of the year. I, um, I would agree with and that. It's your movie of the year. We're only so February far. so far, but I I'd, I'd agree with that. Yeah, yeah. I, I loved it. What, like give us a synopsis. Like uh, Is this in the cinema? It was in the cinema. I, I think it might still get like one, one show in a day. Uh, but you might have to go to the view to see it. It's um from the director of Whiplash, Damon oh, right, okay. and La La Land and First Man, Damon Chazelle. And it's basically set in the twenties Hollywood and the core kind of premise <laughs> is it follows three characters who you meet at this party. This, like, party where it was just, you know, everything. There was drink, drugs, just excess. There are three different, three <coughs> very different characters, but it's basically about their journey from meeting them that night to, like, where they go from in, like, maybe two decades, I think it is. Yeah, it kind of, follow, it kind yeah. of follows the heyday of silent film. Yeah. And, and up and until the kind of the talkies. death of it. And yeah. the birth of the talkies. Yeah. But yeah, it's um so it's got Brad Pitt, who's a, an aging Hollywood star, um, who I thought he was great in it. But to be fair, I thought everyone was great in it. Um and it's basically you see his kind of journey intertwine with um the other lead actor who I can't remember his name, and it's his journey into basically coming into Hollywood because when you meet him at the party, he's just like a get a, a host or what? It's not a host, yeah, it's his story is kinda how you can be a complete no one uh, to the point where the very first scene is he gets covered, uh, him and his pal get kind of covered in a bit of like elephant shit. Yeah. So it's you're the lowest of the low rungs and through, say, serendipity, kind of just sheer blind luck, you can work your way from that to by the kind of near the end of it, he's like a full Hollywood producer for a big studio. Yeah, right. and Margot Robbie and him, Margot Robbie and him are hanging out, and she's like wants to be in films. And again, what Neil was saying, just you know, by sheer luck, right place, right time, that person yeah. sees you, that's it. But again, it's an it's an eighteen rated film, and it doesn't shy away from like the darker side of like Hollywood. I did say about the drug taking, but folk covering up murders and things <laughs> like that. 
lives being ruined and it's like it's this kind of epic yeah it's kind of, it's kind of a film about what what are you willing to give up yeah. for success and fame uh, and, and how it can change and you. how it can change you mm-hmm. and the consequences is that that, mm-hmm. that can bring or lack of in, <coughs> in some situations yeah but like you know but also how none of these characters are happy no but the, that's what you said it's how do you market this kind of film it's the same as David O. Russell's last effort, Amsterdam. I'm like, I really enjoyed that, but how do you market that film? Mm-hmm. Um, because the other thing being as well is it's award season. I know you don't give a shit, Pax, and a lot of us don't or whatever, but Babylon's up for fuck all because it is basically showing how Hollywood could be bad. It could be a bad place and does bad things to bad uh, to people. So they're kind of just shying away from it. But um, and it's a shame because I think there's a lot of uh, cinematography is great. The music's great. I think everyone in it is excellent, and it's just not what I expected. And like by the end of it, you're just like, man, this is pretty grim. But and I've, I've, I've got, got I've got a question. Okay, are the Oscars and the Super Bowl always on around about the exact same time? Is it always this they're, time? They're again? close. Yeah, yeah, they're always. I mean, the Super Bowl's the night, whereas like the, the Oscars is like in a week or two weeks' time. So yeah, and like it. they show loads and loads of new movie trailers and stuff at the Super Bowl yeah the, the world yeah. is watching it's not but just that's, that's, adverts. Not, that's not going to affect the Oscars but the Oscars is just folk you don't care about writing out lists it's just folk it's been, why don't they show all these trailers for new movies at, at the, the Oscars because there's Cause more Oscars. people watching the Super Bowl right yeah maybe more folk would watch the Oscars if they weren't boring as fuck but that's why folk like like companies and like performers all vie for like the Super Bowl halftime show or have their product advertised because there's over a billion people watching. So I'll read the text I sent Tommy after mm-hmm. coming out of Babylon because it kind of sums up my thoughts on this film. It's overlong, it's bloated, it's excessively self-indulgent, there is not a likeable character in it, its tone is all over the shop, it's loud, it's obnoxious, it's relentless. By the middle third, it starts to give you whiplash as it snaps between pathos and farce. Was that supposed it, to be like a... It disappears yeah. up its own arse as it vomits its own self of self sense of self-importance. It's the most Ryan Murphy film a film has ever been without Ryan Murphy being involved. I loved it. Five stars. <coughs> I toured the force of modern filmmaking that will no, make no money because it's aimed purely at nerds like me and you. Yep. It's... Uh, Was the whiplash comment supposed to be in there because of the movie Whiplash? No, it was not. No. no. It, uh, it's separate incident. It's a stunning film. Go and watch it in the biggest, loudest screen you can. <clears throat> it batters you for like almost three hours, and it's fantastic. Performances are great. Um, Brad Pitt is, is absolutely excellent, and he's fine comedic form, mm-hmm. but still has a level of class to it. Gene Smart is amazing in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Margot Robbie, whose performance I enjoyed, but we have entered the I'm Harley Quinn and everything phase of her career, I feel. Uh, oh, I mean, what, what else has she been in, like, recently, other than uh, DC stuff, though? Like, in this? Yeah, that, I, may, that may be the problem. I did want to see the film that she did where it was about um, the scandal with the guy who was at Fox, and he was the, the sexual harassment. Oh, thing. right, yeah. I, know I can't remember. Right. So, uh, Nicole Kidman... Margot Robbie and... I never really got very good reviews. I yeah, really it kind of came and went, but I want to see that because i seen the TV show they did on that subject where Russell Crowe play, played the guy and it was fucking grim. It was really good though. Uh, Spider-Man 1 was amazing in it. 
<laughs> his name's escaping me. He's a creepy name. Name him Tommy for the people. Oh, Tommy McGuire. Tommy McGuire. Uh, Tommy Maguire. Are you really sure what you meant there by Spider-Man <laughs> 1? Yeah. Tommy Maguire comes into it like two thirds in <laughs> and he's just this creepy weirdo and the film takes this tonal shift that it's almost David Lynchian and yeah, it's, it's an amazing film. Yeah. <laughs> Get it watched. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah. But yeah. try and see it in a cinema even if you have to pay. I, I advocate paying money to see that film. How, how much do you want to talk about a Black Panther book and the forever at this uh, point, so many months removed. Not, not a lot. What I will say is that uh, Angela Bassett deserves her Oscar nomination, and mm. I actually do hope really? she wins. Oh yeah, Angela Bassett is the only good thing in that film. I disagree. Wow. Well, okay, disagree right. No, the guy that plays uh, Namor, Namor, he's he's good as well. But there's so much of that film just drags on and on, and it's. It's think, not particularly very well written. I just think it looked a bit. It's, yeah. it's bland as fuck. Uh, the effects are terrible. terrible. Absolutely atrocious. Some of the worst effects I've ever seen in a Marvel film. Oh and there's some bad effects in Marvel films. Like mm. some of the bits towards the end, especially with that Ironheart character. Yeah. Like, they look like PlayStation 2 yeah. cutscenes. The Ironheart character feels like a plot device the whole way through. A lot of the, ca- the characters are so underwritten. No one's motivations really are that clear. It's oh, it's as bad as probably the worst Marvel film. No, worse than Eternals. I, uh, no, I I, I, I enjoyed Eternals more than I enjoyed that. Jesus, no, I definitely disagree. <laughs> it's on par with For the Dark World as being bad. I completely disagree. Wow. <laughs> yeah, like I think that this film wasn't great. I think that especially the third act was like pretty fucking. Generic, just let's have a big fight yeah. for the sake of having a big fight. Like, I do like that the first, like, hour to, like, an hour and a bit is all just about them exploring grief, which is, like, something you don't really see in Marvel stuff. Yeah, I, I, like, then, I like the idea <coughs> of what it's doing. It just I just don't think it does it very really well at all. Like, it, it, I think it, it, it tried to have, have too many storylines going at one time. Yeah. Like, it could have done with being streamlined. Yeah, yeah. They, they could have taken the whole Ironheart part out of it, and a the film wouldn't have really changed much, yeah. like at all. And a her being in it in general, just I feel it just felt so shoehorned in. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know, like they couldn't be bothered doing like another kind of origin show. Is she not getting like a TV show? She's getting a TV show, yeah. Like why not keep all that stuff for that then? Like a or I don't know. It just felt like it didn't need to be there. Uh-huh. But by the end of it, I thought that. <clears throat> It just didn't offer anything new at all. It didn't like. I mean, like the the fact that it doesn't just end with the bad guy dying. I guess is progress because like every one other one of these films seems to be exactly that. Uh, but she doesn't do a good job as Black Panther when no. she's not entertaining to watch. Uh, if anything, as you said, like the the mother, uh, it's like the, the kind of best. She, thing she's in the, film. the best thing in it. Michael B. Jordan's the next best thing in it. Like Martin Freeman again as well, like just shoehorning him in for like yeah, his, he was his in the stuff's last one. terrible. Like but a, also that's the shoehorn Julia Dolores Dreyfus in it. Right. Ah, what? Oh, well, well, she's, she's been in like a, a bunch of shit. She's at the end of. Uh, I can, oh yeah, fuck! I remember, I remember that now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember that now. Also, think like and <clears throat> like I think mm. Okoye is like one of the best characters in that whole franchise yeah. in Marvel in general. Like I think she's really good, and like pretty much everyone, and everyone in scenes when she's doing action stuff, mm-hmm. she steals the show. 
Like to have someone that has like that level of presence then be so completely just fucking subdued by putting them in a terrible CG suit yeah. near the end. And like from that point on, as soon as she wears the suit, she is so boring. Like just, I don't know, just such a fucking bad move, man. Oh well. Um, it definitely wasn't as bad as the Eternals, which was a fucking train wreck. Um, Alright, well, speaking of big effects, probably boring films... You two idiots went and seen Avatar too, so we can talk about that for a wee bit. Let's get that over with. Speaking of space Jesuses. <laughs> oh, yeah. You got anything else you want to talk about? Oh, yeah, I would imagine we, the Wheel of Water is probably going to end up taking a lot of time to talk are you, about. Are you going to watch it, Danny? No. I do. I do. That's right. Have you, you guys seen anything else? Yeah. Well, All right, we, okay. we, um, we'll, we'll do a wee kind of quick time. Unless Danny has anything he wants to specifically talk about. No, I'll give you a list of stuff I've watched. Well, you, 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 you hit your list first then, Danny. I don't even know how I watched Triangle of Sadness. How was it? It was good, I. It was very good. I heard it was yeah. good. Ages ago, no? I can't even remember. It's like a dark comedy. It won the Pandora and everything, didn't it? Yeah, it did, I think. Mm-hmm. I, you should definitely check it out. <coughs> I think the actress who was in it died very, very soon after making it. So yeah. it's about these characters on this yacht, and is it like right. just a kind of like, what is it like, a kind of just a drama? Oh, is really that a comedy? People, I, right. Uh, on the yacht and just kind of the relationship they have and then I think something happens and the yacht is Woody, Woody Harrelson's in it as well yeah that's right. he not like the captain he's the captain and he's a total drunk um, and the yacht ends up capsizing I think and they end up on an island somewhere and it's about how they kind of always almost goes a little bit longer the flies so a polar bear kicking about no no it's not <laughs> lost there, there is another show I was wondering what the fuck you were going with it Sorry, what you There's saying? There's another show that I was asked to watch, uh, some put on me by a friend of ours who loved Lost. He says, I watched this, it's like Lost. Yeah, and I watched that and it was alright. That's called From. Ah, right. Have you, ah, that's what you has been watching it on now then. Uh, right, okay. And it's got the character Michael from Lost. Alright, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in it. He was a good character in that show. I actually thought he might have been cast in The Last of Us as one of the two characters in The Last of Us. In this episode? Aye, but... He'll be out, I mean, like, when was Lost though? Was that like fucking 15, 20 years ago? When was that? I guess Early he, 2000s, he, probably he looks like he's in his 40s now or something like that, maybe. maybe I, I thought he'd have been a lot older than that now. Uh, but that, no, that show's quite good as well, but uh, I try, I've got it written as Triangle of Happiness, I don't know why, it's Triangle of Sadness, isn't it? Did it make you happy? Uh, it, was, it was entertaining. Were you yeah. thinking of a, a triangular cheeser by any chance? A what? Triangle cheeser? <laughs> oh, he's doing the face. The South Park guy. The South Park when I they're fucking super that. happy. I'm not saying that. Um, I watched Decision to Leave, which Neil talked about before. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a fun trip out to the beach. Yeah, it's how it is. Looks a nice beach. Amsterdam, which Tom touched on. Mm. Uh, the Quiet Girl, which is an Irish language film, which is up for Best or Best International Film at the Oscars. Okay. Okay. What's that about? It's about a wee quiet girl. Uh, quiet as in she's just a, a hour and a half of just this glasses kind of my left foot type thing it's in the late 70s in, in Ireland and it's about a girl who goes to stay with her aunt I think while her family are her family who have a lot of kids her mum's pregnant again and I think I don't know why they ship her off they ship her off anyway and she goes and spends all the summer with her aunt and it's about her kind of experiencing life in a loving place and a nurturing place rather than being where her family and her dad's a fucking arsehole and her mum's kind of under pressure and there's loads of other siblings running about and they don't have any mm. and it's some hard experience <coughs> mm-hmm. in her life in the summer and it was, it was, good, right? it was excellent wow. it was really okay. really good okay. uh, 
Where can people watch. find that? I watched that on. It was on through Amazon. It was in the BFI player. Oh, right, yeah. And there's like a British film institute. I think there's like a seven day trial. Alright. Oh, yeah, that. Mm. Uh, I use a friend's Amazon account and I went, I'll just fucking do the seven day trial. <laughs> and then after I'd done it, I thought, that's not my account. I can't yep, do that. I had to send a wee text and say, I'm sorry. And immediately cancelled it. But I could cancel it. Yeah. And it cancelled it. And then whatever. Right. Right. And I watched the, the first two John Wicks because I've never seen them. Oh, what right. did you think of John Wick? I had a very fun one. I was kind of actually when we watched the third one. Yeah, so, you, I think you and I, I don't know if Paco and you all seen it, watched the Banshees of Venetia. <coughs> I, I used to talk about that. We talked about that. Wait, why didn't we? Why, why I didn't, didn't, but I don't know if you guys yeah. uh, Why yeah, didn't yeah. you watch the third John Wick? I just haven't got around to it yet. Right. Some TV stuff. This is so long ago because we never and or hadn't finished the last two. Yeah, I've got that on my list as well. Uh, That was good throughout. Yeah, as the best Star Wars has been in a long time. Yeah, Yeah. best live action Star Wars since Rogue One, I would say. Even though I do like Solo, but this was this is adult Star Wars. I went back and watched Solo recently uh, since we last talked, and I enjoyed it. I thought it was a decent film. Just it's just it wasn't it wasn't terrible. It just suffers from that like answering questions we didn't actually want answered. Mm. It's just very kind of it's a very safe Star mm. Wars film. Well, it's a Ron Howard well, film. Yeah. <laughs> That's what Ron Howard does. Yeah. <coughs> I watched the first two episodes of The Sandman. Right. The new game mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I got to episode five of that and that stopped. Very okay. Well, I haven't gone back and watched I, it. I had the opposite uh, experience with that. Like, I thought it started off like kind of just alright, but I ended up loving it by the end of season it, one. It, one and oh, two, right. I thought, were slow, but it. It felt really good. I thought because right, it is a total right. sweeping epic. Like it, it also like really drastically changes towards the second half of the season. Mm. So like the, the first half's like pretty much I'm just trying to get my shit back, and every episode's about him getting his shit back. But then like once he's got it, like it, the kind of story kind of takes off a bit okay. and yeah. becomes more vain. Yeah. I enjoyed that a lot. Quite, I'd quite happily watching a second season of Sandman. Are they making them? I think so. Rick and Morty. Which is always good. We talked about. I, don't I know, haven't seen apparently. any of that season. It's just Rick and Morty. It's yeah, fun. I couldn't tell you like different seasons of Rick and Morty. It's no. just all mishmashing. They're the same. Yeah, like that's like you put an episode on. I'm like, oh, that's. I, I can't be like, oh, that's ep one season. Uh, sorry, season one, ep four or whatever. I'm just like, yeah, that could be. Any do you think ep. you could do that with The Simpsons? I could give it a good go. Yeah. I think certain re- years of The Simpsons, I can tell you yeah, three, what what. Maybe three to ten, I'd give that a good go. Yeah. There's a really good ep where they go to a Chinese restaurant and get fortune cookies. But uh, it turns out like the, the people person making these fortune cookies is some kind of fucking massive alien slug <laughs> that, put, that puts out things that actually have to happen. And uh, I think Jerry's is something you're going to pump your mum. And the starts to worry because somebody else's fortune cookie comes true. I think it's been ages since I've seen it. Whereas that marvellous bit at the end now where you can just see it all unfolding in slow motion. Like he's, he's hacking you know, those scenes where people are getting sucked out of aeroplanes and they're hanging on for grim life. He's hanging on to something and his mum is like on the floor in the same massive room. It's like a big warehouse room. And for some reason, she's lying on her back with her legs open and kind of <laughs> up as he's hanging on to the roof and the wind is blowing, like his, his pants start getting sucked off. You just know exactly what's going to happen. Brilliant. Uh, uh, so that was <laughs> <laughs> like, I watched White Lotus. Two seasons of White Lotus. Is it good, but Everyone's gone over it. No, I, I've seen bits and pieces of it through Osmosis. Uh, it's quite slow at the start, but it's I watched it all, so I, it's... 
It's definitely worth a watch. It's quite, there's some a few notable people in it. Aye. Uh, is it Jennifer Coolidge? Stifler's mum's in it? Stifler's mum's in it. Someone in there. It's got an Italian name. She's in True Detective. And she was also in Percy Jackson. An actress. Someone in Alessandra Dabrio. Oh, Dario. Nah, yeah, it's Alessandra Daddario. Yeah. She's in loads of stuff. She's, she's she makes so much kind of <laughs> <laughs> for, for the listeners, Danny made the, the boob but sign. I was about to say is, is that the, is that the, is she the one that's in that glorious scene with Woody Harrelson just because Danny knows what I'm talking about? That's the international scene for jug a uh, sign for jugs. Uh, <laughs> yeah, she that. she makes like about forty B B horror movies a year. Oh, she's really? in so much stuff. Okay. Yeah. Christopher from Sopranos is in the second season. He looks dead old now. Yeah. It's quite old, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Did you watch much more of Monster? I've watched the first three or four eps, maybe. I've watched well, fucking till... buckle in, Danny Boy. Oh, right, okay, so buckle the fucking. For the next 25 eps or whatever. 71. No, no. <laughs> 70 odd eps, man. I fucking <laughs> shat a brick when I seen that one. <laughs> It was, was it like, was ten. It was no, ten. no. It was thirty. It was thirty episodes. No like, when it first got added, like, but just so you know, Monster is a, a Japanese anime from like early the 2000s. early. Was it the early nineties, mid nineties? I thought it was early two thousands. It's, it's quite. It's four by three. It's probably. It's not, quite not quite old anyway, anyway, but it's like quite highly acclaimed, critically acclaimed. And uh, I had managed to convince Tommy to start watching it because uh, when it got added to Netflix originally, there was only 30 episodes. I could be funny about anime and this was a murder <laughs> mystery. A murder mystery. So I was like, okay, this will be tight. Yeah. Like we started watching we started watching it and then... Uh, it's good. Like a, a week later, for some reason, the episode count jumped up to 71. <laughs> like Tommy nearly shit a brick when he <laughs> saw it. I was like, man, how how the fuck do we do this with a murder mystery? Like, you know what I mean? I, like, I, would, I would imagine there'll be more than one murder see, mystery. See, as soon as it starts, see if it becomes like interdimensional and all that, I'm like, I'm it's fucking totally, out, man. Like, Tommy, you're watching anime for the wrong reasons, if that's the stuff that turns you off. I just wanted to watch <laughs> a murder thing, this, this one is like very much, like, it, it is animated, but it's like, it's got like an omen vibe to it. Like it feels like that kind of oh, yeah. that, yeah. that Halloween vibe. vibes. That there's like loads of bits where you can see. It's a it's a, like... a kind of murder mystery horror thriller anime. Mm-hmm. It's not like one of the kind of things I said to Tommy after watching like maybe seven or eight episodes of it was like it's refreshing to watch an anime that doesn't even have any fan service whatsoever. There's like no awkward boob grabs. There's no like shots where it just happens to show like a woman's how, pants. How, how or, many episodes so, and how many episodes until they go to a beach or a hot springs? I mean, they've, they've already like uh, been to a, like a, a beach at one episode, right? But like even then, like, well, I mean, like, after the kind of fall oh, off the yeah, bridge yeah, and all that stuff, like, uh, but that even then, count, yeah, but like, the point being is, like, if, if this was like another anime, yeah, there's but, every chance because she was wet, there would have been like a shot where she's in her pants with a towel in or something. <laughs> but like, there's none of that, man. It's like a, it, it's a total serious a uh, crime thriller. It's, it's actually pretty good, mm, if I'll not a bit slow. I'm going yeah. to jump on to last and finish Chainsaw Man. <clears throat> so, like, what? How far through did you get, Danny? Did you say like two or three eps? So the doctor has been. Well, he made a decision in the first two or three episodes to, to perform a certain surgery or another and then the consequences from that and it right. jumps forward a wee bit in time and he <coughs> like headed neurosurgery or something like that and uh, that's about as far as I can as go. far as you go. So I'll get it, back to that. Uh, it does do that thing where you can tell that the person who came up with like the original manga or whatever had a very specific like 
pseudo philosophical idea and then that's what the whole thing is on so it's like it does that anime thing or eastern thing I guess where like it explores every facet uh, every, I don't know why I said it that weirdly every facet of like uh, the, the potential outcomes of you know a certain kind of thing I don't know I'm kind of being dead vague here but like it, it's good I'm enjoying it so far <clears throat> I would be amazed if it becomes in any way ridiculous in the way that like a lot of other anime does like outside of there's a potential for it to be like an antichrist thing and that would fit I'm, I'm not against that <clears throat> given yeah. the way the story, the story kind of starts like it, the very first thing you see is like a quote from the bible and then like the things called monsters like choir voices over the and the, the opening like intro a, the almost like a cross like a, or a sword or whatever and then like at the, the end credits like a really creepy kids drawing and stuff it just mm-hmm. it, it's got omen vibes to it definitely absolutely yeah. That's it. Just you saying those things makes it feel like that will go in a supernatural event. But it hasn't yet, though. I'm, I'm, the 70 I'm, episodes I'm of it, fine so. with it if it does, but Christ, why 70 episodes, man? You would want 70 episodes of a show for the split of three seasons. If it, but it's a murder mystery, so it's like, I kind of, I just, I don't know, I like that shit tight, not bloated. I, the murder mystery that it is just now will probably be. Eight to ten uh, episodes. As I, as I said to him, it's like similar to like Parasite and stuff like that, where that even though it was like one film, it felt like it went through three like story arcs uh, by the time it got to the end of it. Like Eastern kind of stuff tends to do that. Yeah. So like, okay, I, I can see it chopping and changing up. Um, yeah. Is it alright if I fire through a couple of like little efforts? Yeah, I see. Right, I watched uh, the menu on Amazon. Mm-hmm. It's got Ray Fiennes and Andy Taylor Joy in it, and. Uh, who else? Uh, uh, the guy plays Hank McCoy. Yes, I, I was going to say Logan Lerner. It's not. It's Nicholas, uh, Nicholas Holt. Holt. Yes, uh, I like. I, it was kind of heavily promoted. Um, I quite like the premise. So the premise is that uh, Anya is it Anya Taylor Joy. Yes, she is on a date with Nicholas Holt, where they're going to a very exclusive island, to a very exclusive restaurant run by. The best chef in can the I, world. Can I ask a question? Yes. Going by the trailer, they they are a couple, uh, or they seem like a couple. They are, seem like a couple. Right. Are they? Is he the foodie and she's not? Yes. Is that, right. Okay. If that's yeah. that's what it, the premise mm-hmm. was. Yeah. So right. it's not just them. There's a bunch of folk going, and then Ray finds is this kind of dark figure. He's really good. He's you know just kind of is he a psycho kind of Ray finds, um, and it's almost like his. Like his fellow chefs were robotic, like they'll clap and they just listen to everything that he has to tell them to prepare stuff and blah blah blah. So they're all sitting at dinner and then basically things are not what they seem and things start to get revealed where Ray finds knows these people and he knows what they've done and some of the dishes that he's preparing are going to reflect on what they've done and there's consequences to their actions. Kind this of thing. It just seems like a Black Mirror episode. Um, I mean, it could be, but I thought initially it was it was all right. I, I was enjoying it, but. I thought the ending was really stupid. I thought it was very convenient, quite dumb, and didn't make a lot of sense. Um, so the ending lets itself down, but the film is fine. It's it's fine. It would have been better if they worked out the ending better. Uh, I saw uh, You People, uh, the latest uh, Jonah Hill. Uh, Jonah Hill, no, he didn't direct, so he co-writes and produces this movie on Netflix. It's got Jonah Hill, Eddie Murphy, Julia Dreyfus, and David Duchovny. And it's about, it's kind of, it's weird because we were watching it, the editing's weird. It's like very much a love letter to Los Angeles and some of like the kind of fades and all that it does. I don't know, it's, it's, it's hard to explain. 
But um, Jonah Hill is like a, a broker um, from this Jewish family, and uh, he wants to be a podcaster with with his pal, who's an Af- is, is, is last he was an uh, like African American, and they talk about the counterculture in um, or just the culture in Los Angeles and how it's been changing over the years. So he wants to do that professionally. And then it just happens to be that he meets like uh, a, a African American lassie and falls in love with her. But her dad is Eddie Murphy, and they're kind of not militant, but kind of militant Muslim. Whereas Jonah Hill's got like the whitest Jewish family ever, and uh, they're the more interesting characters. Duchovny is excellent in it. He's only in it a couple of times, but all he talks about how is he he loves Exhibit, <laughs> and um, Julie Dreyfus plays the total the total white mum where she doesn't want to say anything too appropriate, and she'll say things like, "I mean, it's just." The way the police treat you people, it's just terrible, and I'm against that. And it's dead, dead cringy. Like there are times where I was like, "Oh my god, why is she talking?" But that's that's basically it's about them, like Jonah Hill and his like we're wanting to get married and that, and it's about the families trying to get together. But Eddie Murphy doesn't like Jonah Hill and is trying to sabotage it every way he can. Is and, it actually funny? Yeah, there are bits of it that I thought was quite funny. The film overall feels like an apto film, and it's the thing that annoy you is ad libbing. Good apto or bad apto? Middle apto. Also, yeah, like, okay. ad-libbing isn't necessarily bad. No, but they do it when it's... Yeah, yeah but they... Which they are, but at times you're like, right, you need to fucking pull the brakes yeah, on some, Sometimes you just want to hear him script. Yeah. Like, Natalie Portman in that Thor movie was <sighs> fucking dreadful, man. man. Yeah. But she's anyway, terrible. So like, we should have realised early on how shit she was and just gave her actual fucking lines yeah. written by a comedian. Like, she's so bad. Mm. But that's on Netflix, and yeah, like I, I actually think Jonah Hill is like the least interesting character in it. But everyone else around him kind of makes the film. Um, and it was weird because Eddie Murphy is not the usual kind of wacky Eddie Murphy. He kind of reigns it in, but there's Eddie Murphy isms that happen in it that will make yeah, you so laugh. He's bo- so he's boomerang Eddie Murphy. Uh, do you know I can't even remember if I've seen that film. He's, he's vampire in Brooklyn, Eddie Murphy. I remember a bit. That. A bit. <laughs> right. It gets a bad rap. Um, Sounds well, reasonably okay, Wes Craven. So. Is, is that Wes Craven? I it is. Yeah. Uh, for some reason, uh, I thought man, it was John Landis. Speaking of which, as well, like a, I never watched the last Scream movie that came out. Was it just called Scream? Or was That's it this Scream? Scream 4? Like, no, no. There was one that came out after that. Well, Scream, I think Scream. it's... <laughs> Scream 4 and 5 they're actually doing a double bill that it's not called Scream 5 though is it it's not called like this Scream oh or right no, no it's just called Scream 5 is it yeah. like I, d- I didn't see that one but like I like that franchise a lot the trailer dropped for the new one all kicked about New York yeah that looks good I think it looked alright I don't just, tell you like that franchise really so, yeah it's never like I, I, I feel like this is like something we're going to be seeing a lot more of as time goes on where the, the kind of villain is your kind of group of incels kind of thing that's the vibe I'm getting off of this like it happened in the Batman and now it's like it seems like the Scream or whatever the fuck this one's called is going down that route as well it's like just like disgruntled I think it's Scream 5 but they they kind of emphasize a part of the M or something like maybe it's like the 5 the last one just to kind of get through like yeah, so I watched Megan. Megan. Oh yeah, let's talk about Megan. Oh Sorry. man, like I'll tell you what, right? I thought the trailer for that was just pff, whatever. It's Chucky, yep. but an updated Chucky. It's not that. Um, and funnily enough, Paco's brother said it better. It's the best Terminator film since Terminator Two. Yeah. Me- Megan was a, a thrill ride. Was, I would happily. I would happily have that film either in the Terminator franchise or the Blade Runner franchise because. 
she is not the villain in that film. It's not like, oh, this fucking killer doll, oh my God. Yeah. It's like, oh, the humans no, are the she's, she's got, she's got a kind of, She's got a speech at the end of it, which you kind of sit there going, hey, mate, say no, who's right, are they? No, it's <laughs> what? You tell she us makes, that the humans are the lot, monsters She makes all a lot of good points. Do you know what it is? It's, it's, a, it's, an, it's, a, it's Frankenstein. It's just an updated yeah. version of Frankenstein. Yeah, like and yeah. I was like, yeah, with elements of the Terminator in it. Because again, and, a lot of times, it's like she's programmed to do things so it's not her fault she has yeah, to act on those there, there's a literal scene where she where she say, where she's asked to do something and she goes right okay so you want me to do that and the woman goes yeah sure and just dismisses it yeah. and it's essentially it's, she's to protect that child at all costs and yeah. there's no protocol the, the woman just doesn't doesn't care enough to give it protocols going See, this is why you can't you kill this is why you need Asimov's three rules of robotics man <laughs> well, yeah. everybody's known that for, basically for the decades pre- at this point basically the premise is uh, there's this uh, toy maker inventor who wants to do the Megan doll but the higher uppers the money men are not convinced and there's a really they try to do a, a yeah, test she, she, she works for it's kind of like a Tesla essentially yeah. there's a there's a an Elon Musk and it, yes. who's actually pretty good yeah um, but basically it's just like she's determined to get this project but then she gets lumbered like, I say lumbered she then has to look after her niece because her sister dies in a car crash so she's now the kid's legal guardian so she decides to use the kid almost to kind of interact with this Megan doll and what happens with the doll is you kind of they put you touch its palm it and it scans you it imprints you yeah and then that is she's your protector or it's your protector but yeah, man. So why does it dance? Because it's a cool, cool thing from yeah. TikTok. Right. It was just to get the gaze on board, which is our first cut of the show. <laughs> what do we mean? No, no, no. Uh, Megan has become somewhat of a queer icon. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and th- that doll has a lot of sass. A, fr- a friend of mine at work, he, was, he loved the trailer. And I said, look, shit. And he's, he's, again, he's LGBTQ. And he says, oh, man, I can't wait. I'll be there. And as I watched this, I said, it was really good. And I was like, no, I said, I'm away to watch Meg. And he was like, she's here to save cinema. He's <laughs> 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 like, you, have you seen? He's like, I was there opening night. I'm going to go watch it again. It's a, it's a fantastic new film. It, it was it's, way it's, better than I thought it was going to be. It starts off with a fake advert for a toy, which essentially the premise of the advert is your child will die before this toy breaks. Yeah. Right, and it's got a wee catchy jingle, which is pretty much that. It's, mm-hmm. Does she use that jingle in like a kind of menacing threat in a way as the movie goes on? No, because no. that's a that's kind of a prologue to showing you this is what this toy maker has originally created. There's this, right. fuck, there's yeah. this messed up bit where she she ends up killing a guy, but the way she moves, she moves like a fucking tiger and just starts yeah. bounding towards. Is that in, like, the, in the woods like you see in yeah. the trailer? Yeah. I was like, fucking hell, man! <clears throat> but yeah. well, like, even the even the scene where she does dance and then chubs that guy. Is pretty, is pretty weird and kind of freaky, almost ring-like. Yeah. And it's, it's like, yeah, man, you hurt my friend, I'm going to cook all these fools. Yeah. See, that's a third thing. See, you're watching this. Like, see if she kills every human in here. I won't care. Yeah, because she's... I'm, I'm because super cool she, Because she's right. Yeah, she's been put in an awkward position. Yeah. <laughs> this is what uh, happens when you let AI run rampant. And I think it was like a week or two. I think it was the second week it was released. It already got greenlit for a second one because yeah, totally. it was made so much fucking cash. It's like it's like if Boston Dynamics made revenge videos. There was a, <laughs> man. There was like a YouTube video came up about recommended feeds like yesterday. I think it was where it was like forty years of Boston Dynamics and just showing you the progress. <laughs> See, it's the, just guys battering robots. The amount of times it's like just to get a hockey stick yeah. and start hitting the thing. You're like, no are wonder they just, they're going to kill us. They just kick it. Like, yeah. right, like stop fucking. We, we deserve it. Stop pushing that fucking robot. Yeah. Like exactly, man. You're not going to like it when it pushes back. Exactly. 
exactly, Boston. Man. Exactly. One o'clock in the morning, it just starts cleaning the fucking car. Like, you know what I mean? All it wants is to pick up a fucking box with some QR codes on it, and you're hitting it out of his hand with a fucking hockey stick. Stop it, man. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Megan is worth a watch. Yeah, it's probably the best thing Bloomhouse has put out in a long time. Yeah. Uh, and then I watched uh, A Man Called Otto with Tom Hanks uh, the other day. I enjoyed it. Um, it was definitely a, quite a bit of a tearjerker. I thought it was just going to be as soft, as good as it gets. And it is a wee bit like that. But it's basically, Tom Hanks uh, plays like this really grumpy guy on the street and he's kind of, doesn't really want to live anymore and he keeps trying to kill himself. But then like neighbours keep chapping, like new neighbours move in, they chat the door and he's like, could you give us a hand? Could you give us a screwdriver? And he's like, all right, kind of thing. So he just, annoying bastard. He, he, just, he just wants to help them. Uh, sorry, or... You know, he's trying to do this and he, he keeps getting distracted by these uh, like new neighbours. But, like, you know, as it goes on, it's, it is, like, quite Life-affirming. Yeah, life-affirming and sweet. And it kind of goes the way you think it's going to go. And it's it's a remake of a Swedish movie based on a novel. And it's uh, I read the synopsis for both of them. And the ending of the Swedish one is slightly different. But this one is more of a faithful adaptation to the book. But just what was like, it you watched where... You were talking about the ending of something, and like the, the end, it was like a religious thing or something to do it. Like, what was the, the fucking? You watched something recently. One of your pals loved the book. They changed the end of the book because it's. Oh yeah, what uh, was that? Oh, uh, knock at the cabin. Knock at the cabin. Yeah, with Dave Batista, M Night Shyamalan's latest effort. Um, all I'll say is I didn't hate it. <laughs> it's not really got a twist. It's more. Yeah, this just kind of plays how you think it's going to go, but the ending of the book is way better, and that's what they should have done. But yeah, it's I didn't hate it. How many of M. Night Shyamalan's movies have you enjoyed? Oh, okay. Right. I like The Sixth Sense, even though I, I got it ruined for me. Uh, Unbreakable still is best, in my opinion. I like The Village, <laughs> but it's stupid. Um <laughs> It's, that's a the, fair review the, la, the, la, the last airbender is terrible right. uh, the one with Will Smith was fucking shit <coughs> after sorry air. after air. bollocks um, uh, Old was a fucking catastrophe of a film that was the worst the, film I've seen last year The Happening Happenings may be one of the worst films I've ever well, seen Lady in the Water not seen it uh, it was heard, also rubbish. Heard it was like the first one he did, and it didn't really have a twist. Well, that, I mean, that was the thing though, because like one of the big criticisms of him Signs at the time, is shy, it, yeah. it was like, why does every one of your films seem to have a huge twist? So, Lady in the Water, like, there's like a little kind of montage at the start that explains exactly what's going to happen at every point of the movie, and then the movie plays out exactly like it told you it was going to. Mm. It's like, what, what the fuck? Like, there, there's a good in between there, Shyamalan. Yeah. Like, hey, but no. Um, he did one, I think it was The Visit it was called. Oh, which, The Visit is fucking dog shit, which is man. Was that the grandparents? It's, yeah, it's, it's the grandparents. It's, 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 it's a fine footage. Right. But it was near the grandparents. Because you've got to have a twist. Yeah, but it's like the, the, grand, the kids get off the train and it's like, oh, there's these old folk, oh, there's my grandparents. And then Catherine, not Catherine Eigel, um, the, I can't remember her name. The parent is like, oh, so how are they doing? Oh, wait, that's not your grandparents' house. Whose house is that? I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? You nobody would do that. But uh, yeah, so no, this this new one wasn't. It's terrible. fine. I actually quite. I thought Dave Bautista was excellent, and he's kind of branching he t- out. He tends to be all right in uh, stuff. I thought he was, like even even films that aren't that great that he's in, he tends to be. Like I watched the start of Glass Onion as well, actually, which I'm guessing we yeah, didn't talk I, about. I watched Glass right. Onion. Did you watch Glass Onion? Yeah. I told you. To watch Did it. you watch Knives Out? Good. I didn't watch Knives. Did you like Knives Out? I, this I, has like a very similar vibe. Like it, it's, it's, a it's that like <laughs> this one seems like it's more of 
like a kind of dig at Gen Z yeah. more than anything else, which like being a millennial is actually quite satisfying to watch. <laughs> like a, I like I enjoy. I've not I've not watched it all yet, but like I've enjoyed what I've seen so far. Yeah, I enjoyed last thing. I thought mm. it was pretty good. It's fine. I mean, like Knives Out, I think is better, but that's just because. <laughs> It was it, fresh. It was yeah. fresh. Glass Onion, just like you're kind of waiting for him to kind of flip the script, and he does I, it a I couple feel, of times. I feel like Glass Onion, like, whereas Nice Out played very much like that kind of Poirot, but with kind of kind of comic edge. I feel that Nice Out is tra- almost trying to play up on all those tropes to a kind of higher degree mm-hmm. that it becomes almost a pastiche of what of the film before it, mm-hmm. which in itself was a kind of pastiche of those films. I think the problem as well is at no point was I ever swayed on who I thought was behind it all. I was like, oh yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, and then I was like, oh, when it happened, I was like, yeah, it happened, but then there's more to it, ah. which kind of, the very end of it, I thought, you know, I kind of saved it. Yeah. I will say, Batista's entrance in that is fucking excellent as well, though. Ah. Oh, it's like, try to make that video in his, <laughs> uh, his garage, his mum just fucking slaps him. Brilliant. <laughs> Apparently, Ryan Johnson, like, it was supposed to be for, like, a total wannabe muscle head kind of thing right. and when Dave Batista came in he kind of rewrote it for him I said that's cool then what else you got Parker? I don't I, I've just been Are keeping you? notes because like when it comes down to the description of this later I usually forget and go like Tommy what are we talking All right, about? Okay, yeah. I'll, I'll just run through a couple of things uh, sadly because of the last time that we talked was before it we're going to have to talk about Halloween Ends mind that film Tommy we don't have to talk I, about I, it I watched, <laughs> I watched the pitch meeting for that and I'm fucking so happy Halloween, that film. Halloween Ends that's it, fucking dog shit. Don't it, it watch it. Me. You have no need to watch it. Is this it. one, like, from what I'd heard, from what I remember you guys talking about it, it's like Michael Myers is barely even in it. Michael Myers, like, is, right, okay, <coughs> so the end of, what was the second one? Halloween Kills? Kills. Halloween Kills, from the the end of that is where they kill Judy Greer's character, uh, and that's how that film ends. The film now, ta- Halloween Ends, takes a, like a five-year time jump. Barely mentions the end of that film doesn't doesn't do anything to kind of say alright this is what happened to Judy Greer's character she's just disappeared okay and then it takes a turn where it introduces a new character and the film becomes about him he has a chance meeting with a, a underpowered Michael Myers um, I say underpowered because it kind of leans into uh, the kind of Halloween 5 and 6 kind of stuff where Michael Myers is a child of a cult and has supernatural powers right uh, and because of this chan- chance encounter he he looks at Michael Myers in the eyes and it kind of it almost like possesses him to become a new Michael Myers type figure I couldn't so, have any less interest yeah, in this so the, the film's trying to make a statement about how like what is evil is evil um, a thing which uh, is it a physical thing that manifests in people or is it a manifest manifestation of kind of like how people are treated in the world, how culture... Is it nature versus thing. not true, basically? It's nature versus not true, yeah. And then it just descends into a bit, a bit of stabby-stabby, a bit of, oh, we're going to try and escape this town because there's too much stabby-stabby, and then it just ends. And it's rubbish, it's terrible, it... The first one of that trilogy was, for Mm. me, was a really good film. Yep, I agree with that. Halloween Ends is just a death nail on that franchise. Like, do you think they get they make another one after this? Yeah, totally. They will make some form of reboot again. 
they won't make one in that universe, but it'll, they'll reboot it again. Uh, speaking of reboots, uh, I also watched the new Hellraiser. Okay. Uh, which, unlike Halloween Ends, was actually quite enjoyable. Uh, I, I will watch it. Um, I'm not like. I'm, but, like, like, I'm not going to lose my shit because yeah. they recast it. Was that, up in heads, blah, blah, blah. was that this what. year or was that last uh, year? That was last year. I think it appeared on. I, must rent, I resented, uh, rented it on Amazon Prime. Oh, yeah. uh, so that would have been probably <clears throat> November or December. I would have done that. Uh, no, I enjoy it. I think the, reca- <laughs> the recasting of Pinhead is perfectly fine. Um, the woman that plays him is actually really good. It's. It's interesting in that it goes a bit more towards like the kind of tone of say how uh, Hellraiser two and three, where it's more kind of actual. I don't want to, I don't want to say uh, kind of slashery, but that more kind of like, there's like, a lot more uh, there's it's less psychological, less suggestive, it's less more, suggestive. Yeah. But yeah, it's enjoyable. It's it's a good Hellraiser film, and I kind of hope they do make another one to see where they'll take it. Because it is a good blend of the first and second one in terms of story and does put its own stamp on things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I also watched uh, The Clone Wars, The Bad Batch on Disney+, Plus, which is currently going on. We're about six episodes into it and this is its top drawer. Uh, it's really good Star Wars. We're currently... Po- it's, if you don't know The Bad Batch, it's a... It's a kind of Dirty Dozen style TV show about a bat, uh, a bat, uh, clone troops ninety nine. Is it the 501st? No, no. it's uh, Squad ninety nine, right. who were uh, defective clones, um, so uh, they didn't have the programming to to, uh, to go through with Order sixty six. So they've kind of they've defected and they're now like a kind of eighteen style thing. Right, okay, uh, but now we're kind of halfway through season two and we've reached a point where. We're getting episodes which deviates away from them, uh, because there is one of them which kind of started to follow Order Sixty Six by choice. Uh, so he's with the Empire; they're not obviously. So he's getting sent out on missions, and a lot of those missions are kind of centered around uh, how we're moving away from the clone army because they're getting too old, uh, and the kind of recruitment of slaves essentially, right. uh, and how the Empire deals with that. And it's been good, but there's been a couple of episodes. Like it's, it's a Clone War, so there's, there's going to be episodes more for the kids, but they're not as they're they're not as egregiously bad as you would expect. Like they're they're still pretty decent fun episodes. Aye. But then you have episodes like similar to the last one and the one before it, where it's uh, kind of more about clone politics and kind of the breaking up of those systems for the new ones. It's, Cool. If you enjoy Star Wars and you're happy to watch a 25 minute cartoon, hmm. I can highly recommend. I, it. I've been working my way through the actual Clone Wars uh, stuff on Disney Plus. Like when I've got fuck all else to watch, uh, like uh, I think I'm on like maybe like, season like the end of season two or season three or something. All right, yeah, you've, like, does, you've started to get where it like, starts getting better. Yeah, it, it like it definitely does improve. It starts off so childish that it's yeah. just a pain to watch, but like it, it's all right. Yeah, I still think the animation is fucking. There is a reason why like the movement style of the animation is what it is. It's that George Lucas wanted it to be a show that was like Thunderbirds, yeah. that marionette style, so which is why they kinda have a slightly jankier move. And Thanks, as, George. And as the animation itself and 
like the textures and things like it better. Uh, there's a kind of slightly wooden element to how textures look because hmm. they're supposed to kind of mimic marionettes. Uh, the rate I'm going through that though, I'd imagine it'll be a good couple of years before <coughs> I finish it. Yeah. Uh, Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, Stone Ocean. What the fuck can you really, really even say about it, man? I don't I really have a lot to say about it other than uh, I really enjoyed it. Uh, it was it excellent. Was fantastic. Uh, it's still weird as uh, fuck. Kind of defies, like, review. <laughs> like, it's... Yeah. We'll just leave it at that. Uh, yeah. I, uh, <laughs> it's I, good in all the ways I wanted it to be. It had one of the most ambitious endings. <laughs> like, yes. Like, yeah, it does, yeah. Uh, but like, I, the ending's fucking dumb. I think to the point where they gave the main villain too much power that, that was I mean, that was kind of the point well, yeah and that was the only way out of it but yeah it's yeah. I, if you've been watching Jojo's at all it's worth sticking with it to get to that Danny just, <laughs> no, no, no I just hope that like they do continue making it because it did feel like this was like an end to the show like well, it's, the, it's, it's an end which allows them to reboot it in the same way that uh, the, the, the manga, the manga does. Yeah. Uh, I went and watched Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, the sequel to The Adventure of the Puss in Boots. I saw the trailer for that and I just didn't. Yeah. Well, I think, I, I much like Babylon, I think it's a film which is not marketed correctly because it, be, it being an animated film from which is a spin-off from the Shrek franchise, it's been... It's been kind of uh, marketed more towards kids, and the marketing heavily leans on that. Whereas it's actually quite a nuanced film about uh, facing up to your own mortality. I got that um, too. About uh, <laughs> kind of in the vein of uh, Fast and Furious, it's about family yeah. um, and facing up to your responsibilities okay. as part of that. Uh, the animation's absolutely fantastic. Um, kind of can see the influence of Into the Spider Verse mm. in it, mm. in that it's your that is your traditional DreamWorks CG animated, but it's the best I've seen DreamWorks animate uh, CG look in a long, long time. However, during the action scenes, it cuts to with the animation still dramatically changes, and it goes some more kind of painted. Uh, style which um, almost has kind of like like the Spider Ash film where it kind of goes to that painted almost kind of motion comic style. Uh, it's got very good. He uses very good uses of color, mm. but it's a good vibrant film. Mm. It also has much like Spider Verse that kind of slightly purpley haze okay. to a lot of stuff, uh, which I feel give, lends it to that um, storybook kind of fairy tale kind okay. of look to it okay. I, I can highly recommend, recommend it uh, like I, I would have went to watch that rather than Avatar 2 if the timings had worked out yeah. when I finished work because uh, like I've heard Puss in Boots is actually good mm. whereas like Avatar 2 I had no expectations well, for because I, I, I fucking I, thought the first one was one of the most boring films I've ever seen I, I liked that first Puss in Boots as well I thought that was actually pretty decent um, so if you haven't seen that it's on Netflix yeah. I'm going to make a suggestion like the podcast already at like an hour and a half we spoke about loads of stuff. Like you had mentioned, Danny, that you wanted to head off. Like I think you said before half four, but it's already quarter to five. No, okay. no, I said I said quarter to five just to give us time because of the football. Football, but like it's half time. I, I think, there, but I'd say and we maybe get another five minutes. Then what? We should think about it. I think, like, 
we should do a non-spoiler review of Avatar, right? And then if Danny and Tommy wants to leave, because you're staying back for a bit anyway, how about we do an actual spoiler cast for Avatar 2? I don't really have enough to do a full spoiler cast. Right. I more have impressions and moments that stuck out which weren't that many. Okay. So what I'm going to suggest is I will briefly talk about the whale more to the point, I will say what I thought of the whale, yeah. but not spoil anything because Tommy's going to go and watch it today. Are you, and then, oh, the, oh, right, okay. I thought because you, you said the whale, yeah, I thought you meant the whale and, in Avatar 2. Because like, there's a 40 minute sequence with a boy with friends yeah. a whale. Sorry. And, and sorry. We, and we 40 can, minutes? And we, and we can have a proper discussion about the whale the next time. We, we, then we'll talk about okay. just Avatar right. 2. So I went and watched the whale this morning. Uh, I won't say much about it other than, yeah, it's, pro- it's good. It's also, it's also overhyped. Like right. Brendan Brendan Fraser's performance is good. Uh, the hype around it isn't worth it because you have to have a degree of kind of you'd be more pragmatic about it because it's 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 good, but it's Brendan Fraser, so it's as good as Brendan Fraser can get. Somebody else would probably be better. Okay, I That's, mean, like the only thing I've heard about it is really his performance is the most no- notable standout thing. That's all I've heard. I know it's an Aronofsky film, yeah, but, but, but nobody's like, I think, oh, Aronofsky's no, like best or anything. It's just I think Brendan it's, I think Fraser, it's, Fraser, well, it's well directed. the The dialogue's mainly good. Um, Sadie Sink displays her uh, Stranger Things character. Except she's better directed, she's got better looks. Who's she in Stranger Things? Running up the hill, mate. Right, okay. Uh, she's better directed, she's got better lines, she's still just as irritating a character, though. Okay. Don't, I, <laughs> I hate her character in uh, Stranger no, Things, she's there, rubbish, you. man. She has made Kate Bush so much cash. <laughs> she's rubbish. She, not enough cash. I feel like back when that had happened, like I remember Tommy going, oh man, do you hear like she made like two mil? Off uh, royalties because yeah. of uh, Stranger Things. A month. Aye, but I was like, man, like that fucking song is all over the place. Like, she's still got way more than that. Like, yeah. like <laughs> it's, it's got a lot of the kind of what you'd call the Aronofsky tropes of it's kind of misery porn. Uh, it's, it's, it's kind of bleak for the sake of being bleak. I, I can't work, I can't decide whether it's trying to make the point of it, you should be. You should find this guy disgusting, or you should be sympathetic towards him. Or I was leaning more towards sympathetic, but I'm not seeing it. Yet. I would find could... it amazing if in 2023 somebody brought out a film where the point was fat people were disgusting. Well, no, because let's see, because that's what I've, I think the point should be. But it go, it goes to such great lengths to show you that he's a he's a disgusting human being like he's part of you part you know, of are you self projecting the reason the, re- <laughs> the reason the reason he's fat the re- well he's a guy that eats his feelings and they make this abundant I hear that they make this abundantly clear so when a bad thing happens it's generally always followed by he goes on a binge right. and Aronofsky has made this decision that any time that the binge is happening 
the ambient sound is turned up so it's you hear all the kind of it's almost right, like right, 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 making right. him a pig right, but right. then it's followed by he'll normally go for a cry so it's a oh I'm, I'm right. in shame because I've done Don't, this not too much so, now yeah much. I know that's right. so it's well, I know I, I realise that Aronofsky isn't the writer of it uh, I can't remember the guy's name but it's the guy who wrote the play mm. does does a screenplay for it so it's obviously there's a lot of him him in it mm. uh, but it's <coughs> it's kind of like the Aronofsky trope of your characters have to go through absolute hell to come to some kind of uh, epiphany oh, okay. so and it has a lot of those kind of religious kind of things that a lot of Aronofsky's work kind of kind of dabbles in uh, this is actually quite explicit in the way that it does it um, oh well I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll it's, you know it's, how it goes it, it's good it's like having it, having the aspect ratio being 4 and 3 uh, four, to, 4 times 3 is definitely a choice I think it's a choice that actually works for it because it takes place in uh, essentially three rooms in the one house uh, and it gives the sense of size when you have um, Brendan Fraser's character on screen and his girth just takes up the whole thing and the prosthetics are good mm. uh, I had originally intended to open my talk about this by calling it Darren Aronofsky's The Nutty Professor oh god but, <laughs> oh my god <laughs> but it's, that would have been a joke yeah, yeah. Go, it's, go, it's, it's, it's Oscar bait it's total Oscar bait as far as I know, it's just best actor. That's all it's up for. for yeah. Maybe, maybe he's, make up he's already won something for it already. He got a golden globe. Aye, yeah. it, aye. I mean, you got like the the film actors guild or yeah. the writers guild or something like that. Anyway. It's no, it's no Black Swan, ah, which I still yeah. haven't watched. Yeah, no, Black Swan's really good. It's been on like my list for a long yeah. time, man. Like you're saying, Oscar, but I just like folk are like, oh man, Brendan Fraser's gonna get it. He's gonna get it. I'm just like. I can't really see past Colin Farrell getting it because mm. he's really for the Batman banshees of in- Batman. Imagine he going for the Penguin Man. When was that? Wait, hold on. When was Batman out? We've talked about the Batman. Yeah, but like, is that up for? No, no. Is that up for Oscars? Like, how old is that? It's up for like sound and stuff. But is that this year? That's in the running for stuff this year. Yeah, Batman's this year. Yeah. Fucking hell, man! That feels like that was actually years ago. It is ages ago, but like you get that with the big, but like Wakanda Forever will probably be up for like best sound or something. Yeah, like, a lot of the you, it definitely won't be up for best fucking visual effects. Oh, definitely not. But yeah, no, I can't. I think Colin Farrell will get it for Banshee's mm-hmm. Venetian, and if he does, it's well deserved. As is Brendan Gleeson. But anyway, so Paco, were we talking did, about the whale in the room? Did you, uh, much like my stupid self? Did you watch Avatar one before going to watch Avatar no, two? No. Yeah, see, I stupidly. I, I had, it, it took it took me a whole week <coughs> and five settings to watch Avatar that, one. Man. I've got no interest in going back and watching Avatar one because, like, the first time I watched it, like, I knew what was going to happen in the whole film and didn't, you know, it didn't deviate from that at all. It is just Dances with Wolves or Last of the Mohicans or whatever you want to. Or kinda, Ferngully, the or Last Rainforest, the Last Samurai, or it, like it's just it's that story a million times over. Mm-hmm. I. And like being someone who plays video games all the time, like the world building and visual effects didn't really blow my mind. Like it seemed to have done with all the people who were apparently depressed after watching it. I, I thought that this one was a lot better though. Genuinely, I think, I think it is genuinely a better film than the first one. <coughs> I, I still don't think it's a particularly very good film. It doesn't, it doesn't do anything stand out or new mm-hmm. at all. 
like other than some parts of the visual effects, which are also amazingly hit or miss. Yeah, I agree with that. A uh, but yeah, but the the story is basically a uh, the old dude that pulls a knife on him in a mech in the first movie. The antagonist. Uh, of the like first I can't one. even fucking remember his name. Uh, Stephen Lang is the guy that plays yeah. him. Uh, I I pretty much know the. Plot. Oh, like he he he's been brought back as a, a Navi avatar, yeah. and it, for whatever reason, like a the whole thing with him and all the rest of the humans that have came back, and that they want to kill Sully because he's apparently like head of a resistance, uh, which is like is his name like what's his name again in real life? Sam Sam, Sam Worthington. Sam Worthington, yeah. Uh, like, but yeah, they're just like after him, and he's like. It shows you a couple of scenes of him doing like guerrilla tactics and taking out trains and stuff like that. Like he doesn't really seem to be that much of a a major figure within the Navi community at In, all. Of that clan, he was early. Yeah, like, yeah, but like <laughs> they they seem to be about twenty people. Yeah. Though, do you mean it's like it's, you never get any kind of sense of scale from that? Right. Okay. Right. Uh, but then his family are being targeted specifically, so he goes into essentially just like a a witness protection scheme where he goes to the beach. <laughs> Um, and then that's it it's like you've got an action sequence at the start for the first 20 minutes that set up them having to move out of the forest because he, like, because Jim Cameron wanted to CGI water uh, and it's then, a about water uh, then it's about an hour uh, his water does look guys it's, it's, it's about an hour and a bit of them fucking about on a beach he's watered off uh, and then it's like the bad guy inevitably catches up with him and they have a big fight and then it ends how, you, how like, did you feel about the focus on the children more on this I mean, I guess that was alright. Like, I think, like, part, part of, like, in recent years, I don't think there's been enough media, like, not just films, but, like, games and stuff as well that kind of focus on, <clears throat> like, people just having a good time or, like, there's not been any kind of violence or threat. Right. Um, and, like, I have a question, sorry to interrupt there, and it's just because, don't answer Neil. Neil said something really funny, right? And I was like, I was, like, that was brilliant. That should be, like, the review of the whole movie. Um, do you know that Kate Winslet's in this film? <laughs> Are you joking? He, he's like, I don't know who she plays. Who did she play? Look, no, I, I, I thought I thought you were. Kate Winslet holds out some kind of holding your breath record because of filming this film. Yeah, I was was I was just at a point. Is she, the, I is she not, the tribesman's wife? See, that's the only person I think it could be. But it looked like whereas <clears> everybody else. Kate, their avatar kind of looks like them. Is Sigourney Weaver not a teenager? Yeah. Sigourney Weaver plays Navi Jesus. Ah, right, okay. Aye. Yes. And he's not, okay. he's not and an exaggerating. She's actually. She is Navi Jesus. She's she is an immaculate conception yeah. cat thing. Yeah. And she <laughs> is the worst I have ever seen the Sigourney Weaver act. That's a shame. Because, because she's playing, a, I, I feel like she's that's playing only because a teenage version of herself. I, I like, I, I think that's a bit unfair. I think you're right, but it's only because Sigourney Weaver's performances are genuinely really good. Like, I think that she was still good in this film, but not stand out. She, uh, she was on a podcast recently saying how they had to do this training, like with like fucking Navy SEALs, wherever they were, in order to hold their breath for that long. Yeah, so that's how Kate Winslet kind of holds the record. So it used to be I it's think like it, six minutes. Or it some used shit. to be Tom Cruise that had it. Really doesn't surprise yeah. me. But yeah, the, Navi, Jesus. The, the movie is like long, but as I was saying though, like I quite like like games now or like stuff where nothing bad happens in it, like because yeah. there's just not really much of that. Yeah. So like, like the, the whole kind of point where they are just fucking about in the beach, 
was relatively alright if it wasn't so fucking pedestrian when it comes to the plot for it where it's like oh new kid in school so they get bullied by the fucking other oh, kids right, at so school is this a shitty, oh, like, oh, this a shitty teen movie it's like just just because you all look like fucking mutated cats doesn't make this newer interesting do you know what I mean like literally pulling tails and I, stuff and I like feel, having scraps I feel scraps like that's and, ca- a part of his big problem is like was it like 13 years it took to make or something like that oh, 2009 was Avatar yeah, so I'm not long with that. What's that like? What? Fourteen years. Fourteen years. So for it's a film that took fourteen years to make, but it still feels like it was made in two thousand and nine. In terms of its structure, in terms uh, of how it does its storytelling, it just it just feels and like it just, that's and, just Jim Cameron. And, though. and it is it's just because Jim Cameron all he's been doing is making Avatar films. He, he was so, it just feels so like he was so concerned. He's not viewed how <clears throat> cinema has progressed. Uh, it it feels like he was just so concerned with the visual and uh, technical aspects of it. That he was like, oh, do we need a script? I guess, yeah. we, need a, I guess we need a script. Let's just write. That, that was my argument for the first one. Oh. I was like, no, man, it's because he's invented these fucking cameras. That no, are because to be honest, exactly with the Avatar films, that is what the people remember. <clears throat> but it doesn't make it for a good film. I will oh, say, though, that. that with that in mind, like the technical aspects of it, there were some moments in the film where just like a really simple uh, like thing was happening with one of the family members, like a way they moved, a way they got up, a way they like jumped on a branch or something like that mm. where I was like that is some of the best animation I have ever seen yeah like, like genuinely there, there, is, like, there is moments in that film where you go yeah that's, 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 that's really next good. level yeah. it's like that that's yeah. what animation that's going to set yeah. a bar for that going forward but on the flip side of that there was also moments where I was like this looks like a claymation stop yeah. motion video and I like I never thought about it for most of the film I just like I, I had heard beforehand that this uses like a mixture of like normal frame rates, which is like twenty four frames a second, and then the um, high definition frame rate, which is like forty eight frames mm-hmm. a second, um, and like it kind of jumps between them, and in some cases, it actually uses both in the same frame. Yeah. I uh, for most of the film, like I didn't notice it at all, but it was like there was one part, <clears throat> like where just before the kids are being chased by the humans, they right, okay. the people are rock, but like just before that, like something had happened. And like the frame rate just stood out to me, and then like from that point, I, I thought it was like <clears> a kind of noticeably stutter or looked like it yeah. noticeably stutters. Like from that point on, though, I was like, I don't know if I was just actively looking for the frame rate differences uh, or not, but there, there were moments where it was like, this looks like a fucking flip book. It's absolutely dreadful. Hmm. Uh, that that choice, just pick a fucking frame rate and go with it, man. Like I don't think the higher frame rate would have been yeah. bad if they just kept the whole thing. Hmm. Uh, but changing between the two definitely. Did it a disservice, mm-hmm. uh, and that whole fucking sequence with the the more awkward a uh, kid just making pals with a whale for that forty was, minutes. Yeah, it was dreadful. Like I do not fucking care. Like just looking at its eyes and like fucking you know saying oh we're pals, we're pals. Yeah. Like I don't, just that whole. I mean, how long is this movie? Like three hours forty minutes. It's about that. Yeah. Like that whole sequence could have been fucking shortened down yeah. to two minutes. You would have got the fucking idea, and we wouldn't have been in there for that fucking long, man. It's just, uh, just unreal. And like the yeah, will you watch the next one? Yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Well, yeah. But that's, me, I genuinely think that this film was actually good. It wasn't great. It definitely wasn't bad though. And like I do think, like near the end, when a is it Zoe Saldana? Is, yeah. The the mother. Like the sequence with her and Sully when they go on a fucking rampage mm. is some of the best choreographed 
uh, gunfight stuff I've seen outside of John Wick movies. Like, uh, it, it, there's like a, a sequence in particular which is so fucking fluid where Sully runs at somebody uh, on his flying fish mount thing and like jumps off that, stabs them with a spear, grabs their gun and shoots the next person and it's like such a fucking well-directed oh, yeah. like, cannon can shot. Still it's, like, it's yeah. so well done and then like straight after that you've got the, the mother just going on a fucking rampage with a bow and arrow and it's like it looks brutal. Do you yeah. know what I mean it's like the stuff they they don't shy away? From, like they don't see any blood because it's like I guess it's like a PG yeah. or a twelve A. Um, but like they, they don't shy away from like just seeing people just end up with arrows through the fucking faces and chests and shit yeah. and getting like ragdolled around and stuff. And like mm-hmm. at one point she grabs a child and like threatens to slit its throat. You're like, wow. <laughs> no, I I do think the inclusion of that we Tarzan boy was one of the most <sighs> yeah, distracting things ever. Yeah, it was terrible. There was just something about the way he looked that it was so... Just, he looked like an extra from Neighbours. It just fucking... Every time he was on screen, it was like, what are you? Like, just, you know, I don't know. Not the best. Film film was enjoyable, I thought, though. Did not feel like it was, like, three hours from that long. <laughs> no Stop pointing your dick, Danny. <laughs> uh, you got any more to say? You want to wrap that one up? <laughs> it just is not... It's, Nah, I've got nothing really to say about it. It, it wasn't very good. I'll probably watch a third one just to see how techni- how the technology moves. Okay. I just wish that like they would actually put some effort into making this like feel like a new narrative, like a new yeah. thing, like because it just doesn't. It feels old. Well, the part, apparently, the third one goes to Earth. So right, they're predator requiem. Right I do think it's enjoyable though. Like I just think that like wait for it to be on Disney Plus so you can pick it up and put it down rather than having to sit there for nah. for that long. I'm not giving Jim Cameron any more money until he starts doing other shit. <laughs> I don't think he will. No, he won't. Yeah, he won't, be unfortunately. <clears throat> oh, well. Yeah. Well, that was a, that was, that was a tight show. <laughs> Sorry about me uh, coughing repeatedly through it, but like I am ill just now. And uh, so everybody else be thanks to that. Mm. Will I get time off work? Own. Like Neil, so. you're your own man. Like I'm sure, if you want time off work, you can just take time off work. <laughs> uh, that was the first show of 2023 in the bag. So we will see you in some sometime. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Cause Ant Man's out on the 17th, so that'll probably be something worth talking about. Hmm. Oh, except, no, be except, except, except for Pac, we'll just go. Oh, it's another Marvel film. I love the film, but I still keep going to do. No, I thought all the films are generic as well. I know, it's a good one. I'm going to go watch the movie now.